Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of, of course, the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I have surrounded myself with some of the best in the business, the coolest cats on social media, and of course, the panel that will be delivering you one hell of a summer show today. Uh, listen, welcome to the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast, and of course, we're going to be talking about a lot of news. Now, again, folks, there hasn't been a ton of news. It's the summertime. This this kind of stuff happens. We usually see a little bit of a lull. But today, folks, we're going to be talking about the Elder Scrolls. That's right, Elder Scrolls. Now, what, 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 what can we talk about the Elder Scrolls? Well, quite simply... Uh, the modding community known for doing some of the best work in the business. And a lot of folks eventually get hired on to these, uh, these development houses because their skills are unrivaled. Well, they just added a massive uh, uh, patch that went to the Elder Scrolls, and you can now play with up to eight players. And on the day of availability, there were over 50 thousand downloads and uh we're going to talk about whether or not uh this should be something that uh todd howard and that team should consider for the future of the franchise because you know as great as uh these games are uh you know it's usually better when you play with friends and when i saw that it got fifty thousand downloads in the first day there is a market for this, and I think Bethesda is watching. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, actually uh, Umbra, Infinite Umbra, who just joined the, uh, the show a couple of weeks ago, is going to be leading a topic because he had put out uh, um, a really important uh, tweet that really does paint an unbelievable picture for the future of Xbox when it comes to ownership of the most legendary RPGs in gaming, and they're all under one umbrella, and that umbrella is Xbox. And then, of course, folks, we're going to be talking about Risk It for the Biscuits tweet. Now, he's going to be joining us next week as a guest here, and he put out something, again, folks, perspective, right? Like, we are currently, as a, as a, as a community for Xbox, a little bit down, right? We're a little bit uh, dejected, if you will, because Microsoft, unfortunately doesn't have anything coming out for the remainder of 2022. And you know what? It's water under the bridge. It's spilled milk. It is what it is. Game Pass is going to be led this year by third and second party games. And from what we already know is coming, it is going to be a smorgasbord of games to play. So it's not like we're, we're going to be sitting on our hands and the controllers are just going to be sitting there. But, you know, we all still think, and I, at least I do anyway, that your platform's identity is always something that is looked upon by its first-party prowess. And Microsoft has a great, um, um, absolutely incredible amount of first-party games, but just none coming in 2022. And finally, folks, we're going to be talking about, well, Halo. And not in a bad manner. We're not dumping on 343. Well, Halo put out uh, a tweet on July 8th that talked about this new audiobook called Halo, the Rubicon Protocol. And it's going to be introducing new characters to the world of Halo Infinite. And if you go to Halo on Twitter, they get there's a link for you to listen to the first 20 minutes 
of this audiobook. And quite frankly, it's fantastic. And it excites me, but it also makes me sit there and say, well, as great as this audiobook is going to be, and it, like I said, it's something I'm going to buy and I'm going to listen to because I love Halo, especially Halo, Halo Infinite. We got to know about the first when they're going to bring some of uh, single player content to this game. Uh the first the the, the the one half of the package that released last year in in the single player is phenomenal. If you've not played it, you definitely should. It really is an absolute one of my favorite halos of all time. Now we just need some single player content for them to push the story forward. But before we get into any of those topics, let's get into the, of course, stellar panel that's in front of us. We're going to start first with our guest, Steel Rain, one and a half of the dynamic duo known as Living Split Screen. What's going on, brother? Welcome. Boom, Dominus Maximus. <laughs> what is going on, the beautiful people in the chat? How are y'all doing on this fantastic Xbox Factor Tuesday morning? Look. Boom, you've already lined up some fantastic points. I'm already riled up in my seat to get into it, man. The energy is high. We got some fantastic people on the panel today, as you always do. Thank Look, you, boom, I appreciate you for keeping that door open for me in the background, as I have been busy these last couple of weeks and whatnot. But it's going to be an amazing time to be here today, getting to these topics. I know a lot of people say that, look, man, there's not a lot of news to talk about. Oh, what are we going to talk about? And boom, again, you, you've knocked it out of the park. So let's get to it. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, Daniel McGee, uh, newest, one of the newest members to this weekly show. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, I'm doing great. I It is sort of a slower news week, but it looks like we're going to be having a, a pretty good conversation. I'm really excited about some of these topics, so I'm just looking to get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, it, it is a bit of a slow week, but you know what? There is a lot to talk about. Xbox has a bright future. The ABK, the ABK deal is cruising along. Hopefully that'll be done by this year. Uh, and obviously they have so many games in development that once once the floodgates open, uh, it is going to be uh, a plethora of games to play, specifically in the first-party region. Uh, I actually can't wait to break down that topic. But Infinite Umbra, who is not on camera yet, but he eventually <laughs> will be. What's going on, brother? How are you <laughs> I feel like this is peer pressure. I don't know. I'm getting it from everybody. They want to see this, this, this melanated skin of mine, I guess. But... Yeah, I'm I'm good, brother. How are you all today? We are doing good, brother. It's great to have you a part of today's show, but more importantly, a regular panel member on a weekly basis. Uh, we got, like I said, on the back end, uh, we're going to talk about your incredible uh, podcast that you that you do personally weekly, and we got to get some more eyes and ears to that to hear you and, of course, Risk It for the Biscuit, Doom Cutie, and the rest of your crew uh you know get, get, get more ears to that because it is a great show you guys do a lot of thank great you, work over you. there and we want to get more people to check it out i appreciate it yeah absolutely um of course that's the xbox infinite podcast if you guys are keen on uh learning what that is and uh yeah we appreciate all of the all of that appreciate i think at words. some point we have to do a crossover brother we have oh to yeah every, we, we got we, we got to get everybody on the show oh yeah i'm all for it we got to do what boxenberger did the i called it the avengers assembly episode <laughs> he did. Uh, oh yeah that was epic yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely uh, but yeah i'm ready right. to chop it up with you good fellas today 
Thank you very much. Uh, real quick, Bunty in the chat drops a very generous $10 super chat to open up the show. He says, good afternoon, Boom and Panel. I'm going to be listening in and out, but I, 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 but I see you sent me a message about winning something. Remember, Boom, I'm not on social media, so please hit me up on Xbox. Yeah, uh, that's. I'm glad that you, you brought that up because someone had impersonated Mr. Boomstick XL's channel on YouTube and decided to start having people try to message them uh, they have been reported over a hundred times. Uh, they opened up a, a, a YouTube channel called Double Barrel Gaming with no spaces, um, and there's no subs, and there are no um, there are no videos. It's basically a scam. Uh, they'll tell you that you won an Xbox Series X, but send them 150 bucks for shipping. Now, as you know, folks, uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I ask we never ask for anything, uh, shipping or otherwise. We pay all taxes. All shipping, all handling, all insurance, and you are never asked for anything. So that is unfortunately a scam. Uh, again, it has been reported to YouTube over a hundred times. A uh, big shout out to the community that stepped forward and reported this scam. Uh, it's it's identity theft for sure because they're using my picture. Uh, this happened to, to to dealer gaming, from what I understand. It's happened to quite a few of the more popular uh, um, YouTubers. And uh, I don't know if YouTube has done anything. Uh, I was told don't expect them to do anything. And in fact, that is the case. It's very disappointing because obviously I sent them the proof. I sent them the link. Uh, and uh, I, I guess unless you're a million sub, uh, sub count person, YouTube doesn't care about you. They do care about their 30% though that they take every time you get a super chat, a channel membership or anything. So I hope that they do step forward and actually do their job and close down that channel. Uh, but again, if you if you do if you have won anything from us, we will contact you uh, like we always do, either through DM, through email, or such, or even through Xbox Live. Um, but thank you for the super chat, brother uh, Boxerberger. How the heck are you, man? And welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, missed the two, last two shows, um, unfortunately. Uh, but I started a new job, and I was. Um, actually not working from home for the last <laughs> 12 days or so. I was actually physically in the office and then it can get a little stressful to rush home and, and join the show, but I'm glad I'm here today. Can't wait to discuss everything. Um, yeah, we have a stellar panel again. I see the chat is already on fire and even if it's a slow news week, it's always fun to talk gaming. That's the beauty of gaming, right? There's always something to talk about and yeah. um, can't wait to do that here today. So let's get into it. Yeah, thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate it. And last and no way least, Mr. TikTok himself, Mr. Mario Kart extraordinaire and 64 Josh. What's up, brother? How you feeling? You know, my... I've expanded my horizons, you guys, <laughs> and this has been a crazy week. We did a TikTok sponsored, like Among Us stream, which was super. Oh, fun. that's cool. But that guess what awesome. system I was playing on? The Xbox, so that I can run around as my little Among Us dude as Master Chief, right? Because oh, that's that's, nice. that's what you got to do. <laughs> uh, also started doing Among Us. I'm sorry, uh, Fall Guys on. Oh, Fall Guys, so on, good, uh, so addicting. Uh, on tiktok and we're also going to do custom fortnite as well so if anybody's looking to, to 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 play their xbox with me on tiktok you've got opportunities nice nice well listen we'll, we'll, we'll get more information at the back end of the show to get more eyes and ears to you over there on tiktok and all the other social media aspects for, for you josh but listen folks let's let, let's talk about video games that's what we're here to talk about 
And there's one particular video game that uh, is legendary. It has been put onto everything, including refrigerators. Uh, it is a first-party IP, and we we do not expect the next Elder Scrolls or or, or the follow-up to, to Skyrim, which would be Elder Scrolls Six, for at least another five years. That's a bit disappointing. But True. folks, the mod community continues to dazzle. They continue to deliver in ways that go well out of my imagination. And, folks, what are we talking about? Well, Skyrim Together mod just launched. And in 24 hours of time, they received 50,000-plus downloads. Now, if you're curious as to what the Skyrim Together mod is, it allows you, in this single-player game, to invite your friends to then play the game as you would single player but with a group of your friends and this is what this is this is this is what's crazy about this the dream of the multiplayer skyrim experience has been something that a lot of people have talked about uh and i know that uh, and of course i'm going to go first to steel rain steel rain <laughs> is our resident multiplayer dude uh, he's talked about this That's on Living Split Screen. Him and Pong had many, many uh, difference of opinions, <laughs> may, may I say, regarding True. Pong being a single-player dude, much like myself, and, and of course, Steel being more of a multiplayer-focused guy. Now, here's what's interesting, is that currently it allows up to eight players mm -hmm. to, to, to traverse the world of, of, of Skyrim. And it's, it's something that a lot of people have dreamed of. It is now something that is an actual reality. Mm -hmm. And it is done by the modding community, something that <clears throat> Bethesda embraces. Mm -hmm. They've embraced them for all of their IPs uh, to have the modding community come in and do the work. And we've seen some people actually get hired because of the work that they were doing as a modder. And now they currently work for Bethesda with proper. Um, I, I want to start, of course, with Steel Rain. Now, Steel Rain, this is very interesting now. And again, this is something that a lot of people have been asking for. Uh, my question to you is, does it, it seems to be successful, to be honest with you, right? It seems to be a success. Mm -hmm. The question is, being that uh, the next Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls Six, as it's been called, is not coming out for at least another four to five years, do you think yeah. Bethesda watches this with a keen eye and makes this a major aspect to the game? Because it seems like it's a, it's a success. Um, and hopefully I'm coming through clear, nothing sounding yeah. too off and everything. But um, for me personally, I think this is something that Bethesda Zenimax has been looking at for a long time. Um the main reason for that, of that, why I say that, is because of Fallout 76. Regardless of how you feel about the game, no, it's not my type of game either. Um, of, although it is more of a co-op base game, multiplayer base game, and it has had major improvements um, over the last year or so uh, to the game itself. I believe this is something that they've been looking for because multiplayer has been proven to keep people invested in your ecosystem. Um, I know... We like to say, I know a lot of, we like to say that single player games aren't necessarily one and done games. Now, the opposite side of the, uh, of the fence are going to tell you, well, they are. Um, 
I'm kind of somewhere in, in between, although I'm not much of a once I play through a game one time, especially when it's story based more so, I'm not revisiting that game. Um, that's just me. I also play in the harder difficulties. I spend hundreds of hours in those worlds. So I feel like I get my just due. Um, but I do feel like this play together mod that they did with Skyrim is the perfect example. I mean, 50,000 people on a mod. Um, yeah, it's only available on PC, but we do also hear that the modded capabilities and everything are planning to move at least more so closer to consoles also so that you have instant access to those things so uh i know there's a there's some there's some variances and there's some differences and there's some limitations that they have set in place on the consoles I, mainly it's so that people don't run into you're downloading the wrong thing um because the other side of skyrim is kind of a uh triple x rated side and that wouldn't be the greatest thing to have on your xbox console that is correct sir <laughs> so you you do definitely have to be careful with those types of things but i do definitely think that that's something that they're looking for i, I actually think that that's something that they're planning on adding or at least in conversation to do in um excuse me uh and uh no man's sky bethesda no um <laughs> uh no I, I think it's also what they're looking to do in Starfield is maybe not up front. And then that might have been part of their plan. Hey, how can we add also a co-op experience to this game? Although, yeah, of course, we know Bethesda's more of a single player inline focused, story driven. Uh, you just get yourself enveloped in the world. But why not also add a multiplayer proponent to it, especially if you can do it later on because people do know you to be more single player focused typically so this is definitely that perfect moment um we are like you were mentioning boom they are seemingly now bringing more and more uh people in from the mining community uh, i don't know if people have been paying attention but um for the people that did the fallout 4 mod uh called fallout london that is completely that was made by modders in the community and it is literally a dlc sized yeah. Uh, type mod that has been accessible to a bunch of different people at this point and they've actually Bethesda's actually reached out to some of the people um who were part of that modding team and they have pulled them in while others have kind of turned down the deal so yeah there were, there were a couple that said no which is right i i hear you but i mean again it, if you if you're making the game you know <laughs> it depends you know sometimes the contract of work might be better for you and maybe they didn't see something in that deal where they wanted to be tied in but um, I definitely think it's going to be something that they have to consider. Uh, again, I don't think Bethesda Zenimax also had other software like we heard about Orion. We still haven't heard anything about that. They were already working on things at the back end yeah. to work on their longevity. Uh, because again, yeah, you could spend 300 hours in Skyrim, but that's also going to vary between person to person. Like biggest example I could use. It's like with Cyberpunk, for an example. Pong put 300 hours into it. I put 50 hours into it. And me and him both love the game equally. Yeah. But if there was a co-op proponent to it, oh, maybe we could link up at that point, do something completely different, take our uh, story to a different level, whatever the case may be. And I think that's going to be the same kind of thing that ends up in, uh, if not in Starfield, in their next Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls, whatever the case. I just don't, I don't think they're going to wait that long to implement those things. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Daniel McGee, let's grab your opinion on this. Look, uh, we know that Bethesda has legendary IP, uh, and we know that right now one of, the, one of the most anticipated games is Starfield because it's a new IP. But when you look back at something like Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim, 
Uh, this is this is something that people are. I think if you if you would do a poll, would have just e- as equal interest to. Now, seeing that their you know their older titles uh, like Fallout, like Skyrim, are still getting content coming from the the modern community, uh, it, it's it's a big deal, and it's even a bigger deal to have a multiplayer aspect added to your single player experience that has been that's that's over a decade old. What are your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's no arguing with numbers, right? Like the the 50,000 people who downloaded this mod that probably most people didn't know existed uh, is like those are impressive numbers. Like that's that's a good <laughs> a good chunk of people. Um, for me personally, like I I don't really need co-op in my in my Bethesda games. Like it's just not something that is going to do anything for me. I feel like that's what ESO is for or Fallout right. 76 at a stretch. Um, if, if they wanted to like tap ZeniMax online to create multiplayer modes for their games after the fact, or even during production, I think that would be a good idea. But right now with all the people being rightfully fairly concerned about how long out certain Bethesda softworks titles are, I don't necessarily know that I need them working on an extra co-op mode to extend the development of these games. I, like it's yeah. just going to fall out there, fall out five further away or Elder Scrolls six farther away. Um, really at the end of the day, I think Bethesda just needs more support studios. I think they need to expand. I think they actually just did a couple of years back, didn't they? They uh, mm-hmm. opened Bethesda Dallas. It used to be some other studio and they yeah. acquired it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they keep doing stuff like that. But, you know, obviously this is something that would be really important for a lot of people. Um, but I, I also wonder if maybe those people wouldn't be better better served just playing ESO. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that uh, because you see, uh, to me, it, it, to, to make it a funny, uh, funny quip, uh, you, you don't want you don't want uh, the, the chocolate and your peanut butter. And I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're saying, because there are a lot of people that buy uh, single player games to like myself. Uh, like right now, I'm back at Horizon and I'm quite enjoying it. I, I, you know, there's been patched numerous times. I did have one bug where I fell through a mountain, got stuck, and had to re- reload it, and I lost about 30 minutes of play, which is a little annoying that that's still happening. But it's a single-player experience that I just like putting on the headphones and going in and enjoying the character of Aloy, uh, and, which is what I'm doing right now. In regards to Bethesda, their games, their single-player games, they are uh, loaded with NPCs that you meet. Some you could miss. You could miss full-on story-based missions that you just, if you weren't looking, you missed. Uh, what, I, uh, what I've seen uh, from a lot of people in the community, no one, in, no one in, uh, in particular, that there is some concern for something exactly what you said. Hey, listen, just make the single-player game that we all know we all want. And that, that is a running narrative. And I, and I think you're onto something that may be, this is something that for the Elder Scrolls Six, which again it's it's slated to be what takes place after Starfield, and we know Starfield has been delayed. Starfield is uh, coming next year, uh, first half of the year, from what we understand. Uh, whether that's in January or in in June, we we don't know, or somewhere in the middle. But they're currently, uh, you know, buckling down and getting everything polished. So not, I don't think there's any work going on on a game that's potentially five years out and even adding co-op maybe that would be best tasked to a a whole different team 
so they wouldn't be pushing this game more though that, that that's actually a, 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 an interesting theory infinite umbra let's get your opinion on this brother what what are your thoughts on a multiplayer mode coming not not a pvp you know you you you, you reach out to three of your buddies hey guys listen I, I, I'm having trouble with this particular dragon on the top of this mountain, and I need somebody to help me kick his ass. You guys want to <laughs> jump in, and you and, and you grab your four, you grab your three buddies. The four of you get out there, you take a lot of pictures of you and your decked out armor, and you beat the dragon. You know, is that is that something that needs to come? I don't to the, know uh, to Elder Scrolls Six. I don't know if it needs to come, but it, I'll tell you what. After climbing up the mountains the way we did in Halo Infinite, I feel like you got to have a grappling shot now. There, there better be the, something grappling. Yeah, absolutely. That we need has to fly up for us. That. <laughs> yeah, we need to fly up that thing. But uh, and I'm going to hijack my other buddies if they do join. But no, I, I will say, I don't know if it needs to happen, right? And I'm with uh, I'm with Steel Rain. I'm with uh, you know, with Dan Danny yeah, on on the idea that I don't want necessarily to have multiplayer inside of single player stories like that. And I think it just kind of takes you out of the thing, right? Because you're going to have people talking. Like, that's one of the yes. worst things. Yeah, you're in a yeah. multiplayer game, like, lobby or something, a party, and you're trying to hear something, and they're like, yeah, did you watch the SpongeBob episode? It's like, what? I don't want to hear this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to shout at a dragon. What are you talking about right now? I'm trying to fight. Yeah, so it is, it is something that will take you out of it. And that's the thing about Bethesda games, as we all know, at least those who play those games, they're very immersive. So you don't want to be taken out of that. I will acknowledge that. But I think an optional co-op experience would absolutely be dope. And I think it would be something that would absolutely expand the lives of those games if they did do it and i'll say this because i looked into it further and todd howard and the team are not they're not a you know against necessarily doing it going forward so they were at a the develop brighton conference in october of 2020 and todd howard was asked about that about you know having multiplayer you know aspects in game co-op and what such so he spoke on fallout 67 76 rather and of course, we know how that went. And uh, but of course, it improved over time. So he does. He doesn't rule it out. He they, we asked him specifically about the scope for another multiplayer only Bethesda open world game. And he says, you don't you don't want to say never, but there are some significant changes that would make that would have to be made for the studio's approach. He said, I think one thing we would do differently is put it out there before full release. So to have a beta for 24 7 24 7 hour yeah 24 7 yeah. Uh, beta so i think if they go with something like that and really expanded the the debate for it and really got people to play test it to get rid of all of the bugs and things like that and made it optional more than anything else i think i would be behind that i think more people would be behind it because if i can go like halo infinite for instance we played it myself steel rain we played it legendary on our own loved it i had fun great game but now I can play that with you all once that co-op releases, yep. and I don't necessarily have to worry about those story beats. So yep. if they have it optional, I think that'll be the that'll make the most sense. Yeah, no, that that's actually a great point, Boxenberger. Let, let's uh, let's get your opinion on this. You obviously uh, are someone with kids. You got a new job, so your time hmm. is unfortunately limited. Uh, a, a game like Skyrim could be one of those games, or Elder Scrolls Six. Let's just say. Uh, yeah. That you can jump in for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and not worry about it because it's a single player game. But seeing how well or how uh, feverish the community was with this, uh, you know, new Elder Scrolls uh, DL, well, DLC mod that was released to great success, 
Do you want to hmm. see them extend this into uh, Bethesda proper? Well, first, um, if I could only play like 20 minutes of an Elder Scrolls and then put it down, but usually I'm so addicted with these games and I <laughs> will play like until 4 a.m. in the morning and then uh, hate myself the next entire day and then start the same thing the next night. So um, if it were that easy, boom, you make it sound so easy. No, but um, in all seriousness, uh, no, I don't want co-op. In, in, in those Bethesda games. Those are single-player uh, games. They are designed as single-player games, and I want them to stay that way. We have enough co-op games out there. We have enough multiplayer games out yep. there. And I think, um, like, <clears throat> yeah, a, a Bethesda game is always or were always designed around that single-player experience. And co-op is not something you just slap onto a game and, and make it available. Um, games, co-op games are designed in, in a lot of different ways and you always have to make sacrifices uh, on either side, either the single-player component um, or the, the co-op component if you design a game with both. And I just don't want that. The beauty about these Bethesda games is that they are these big single-player experiences, these immersive worlds that I just enter, uh, forget everything um, else, and then I, I play the game as I want to play it. And I want them to stay this way. Like I said, we have enough co-op games out there. Just today, we got the big interview like uh, about Redfall and how they design co-op there. Awesome. Can't wait. Sounds fantastic. But please... Give me my Elder Scrolls Six, five hundred hour single player experience, and and I'll be the happiest man alive. But um, having this co op uh, added via a mod is something that is really cool. And I want to want to want to touch on that real quick, if I may, because yeah, sure. I think like Bethesda games. Um, their their engine are, is called the Creation Engine, and it is called that because it allows for the community to create content. That's why this engine is called the creation engine, literally. And um, I sure hope that with Starfield and, of course, um, starting next generation when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, um, I want a, a bigger mod support on consoles. Um, this is something that is currently so unique to the pc market and i i really hope that that mods come over to to consoles in a big way i know we have uh, mods in skyrim but the availability is very limited because you yeah. have this uh, weird limitation in in download size and um if you play skyrim on pc there are so many awesome things you can do with with that game and um someone said it earlier pardon me i, I for forgot who um that's because uh, uh that that is the reason why skyrim is still alive and is yep. still played by thousands each and every day on steam it is the mod community and i want that to to come to consoles um in a big way and i sure hope that they rather focus on on that on bringing mods to console rather than um 
put uh, a, a co-op mode, a forced co-op mode into a, an Elder Scrolls game. Um, yeah. they, we have Elder Scrolls Online if you want to play Elder Scrolls in co-op. That game is designed around it and it's it, it, it does it really well, but I don't want any compromises in the actual game design of, of a main, um, main Elder Scrolls game. So, yeah. No, that's good stuff. I mean, I, I, everyone seems to be on the same page. A lot of people want, want it to remain the same. As, as good as multiplayer can be, there are certain genres, there are certain games, there are certain uh, companies that have seen success with entirely separate online multiplayer focused games as opposed to, um, you know, like, like Boxenberger just said, forcing it in there. Josh, let's get your opinion. But before I do, Drawn TJ drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Good morning, guys, and good morning to you as well, Drawn TJ. Uh, Josh, you're used to playing being on TikTok and doing like these hundred man uh, count games that you do, you're, you're normally used to playing multiplayer. Uh, obviously for, uh, for Mario Kart, uh, it, it makes sense, but does it make sense for elder scrolls six? That's a gr- I mean, it, I've loved listening to everybody talk about this because initially my thought was, of course, like, the, the you know wow. we, we, we game together it's great you know but listening to like boxenberger talk about like well it might change the design some you know and that's that's very true i i feel like i mean my experience with like oblivion and and skyrim i don't i don't know that it would be hindered too much with one other player jumping in right like m- maybe some but i'm also thinking like it might be fun just and i mean <sighs> it's one of those scenarios where it's like you could jump in the same world and kind of go go clear some things out and and do missions quicker going separate ways but at the same time you could just play your own game at that point too right so uh it 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 would really depend i guess if if it was designed for it if there were if there were co-op missions bosses that were a little more difficult kind of added a little bit of the mmo aspect of of uh you know of games like that maybe it would be good maybe there's just a setting to 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 bump up the difficulty or the uh, hit points or something of some of the bosses and then uh, and some of the characters to where like or maybe even some areas that you can't even get through unless you have unless you have a partner right and with with lfgs and the way the groups are set up and everything on on xbox i could see I, I can see that 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 being a reality potentially. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, 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 I listen. There, we are years away, unfortunately, from the next uh, proper Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, at least mm. that's that's what the running rumor is. Now, is that a, is that true? I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, it's all hands on deck for Starfield, and you want yeah. them putting their best foot forward with that game. It is the first new ip in over a decade for bethesda the 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 leverage of what that game actually means not only to bethesda what it means to xbox proper i the pressure must be immense because obviously we saw some gameplay we've seen some screenshots we've seen some you know cg stuff the game looks looks phenomenal but i think the importance of delivering that game before anything is paramount and we will get that next year uh i i'm in agreement with everybody i don't mind the ideology of us of having maybe a co-op player one player 
Uh, I don't know if I would find. I mean, I guess, I guess if it was, if there was a specific mode, like some games have, you know, it's single player story, and it has these other modes where you bring you bring people in and you you know you do your thing and, and it's separate. Maybe that's the way they handle this. Maybe uh, the ESO team jumps in and says, "Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six will handle the multiplayer aspect of it while you do the single player," and they and they allow that to 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 grow that way. Who knows? But before we get to the next topic, I got to thank somebody which just dropped an a rid- I mean, just it's just ridiculous how expensive this um, super chat is. It's one hundred dollars, ladies and gentlemen. And not only am uh, do I feel in- unbelievably humbled, I-, I don't even feel completely worth it to get that kind of money for what we do here. But he drops a one hundred dollars super chat, and that comes the way of Drawn TJ, who's a generous friend of the program. And he says this, I think that the single player game should have this option. If you want to play it by yourself, go ahead. Nothing's stopping you. But there are so many games that could be even more awesome, even with just one friend. Mods needs to come to console uh, like improvements to games. And that, that, that I absolutely agree. He drops another $5 super chat and says, look at the, uh, the modern, uh, look at the modern way that made gta 5 look better oh the mo- oh the mo- oh the modders modern, yeah. yeah that made gta 5 look better on pc than the devs can uh took uh him only hours yeah it's 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 um, some people are just unbelievable talented you know and again just just to throw it out there this is a se- separate topic did anyone watch what that guy did for kenobi the series he cut it oh, down man. to two and a half hour film. Oh my God. I got to get the link for you guys. I saw Josh from Den of Nerds talking about it. I'm getting goosebumps. I didn't see that yet. He, no, I, 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 own, I haven't watched it. I haven't, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I've only heard what Josh said. He yeah. went in and redid everything. He changed, he cut out massive parts. He made it a two mm. and a half hour film of the, of the series. Mm-hmm. And he changed the music in some aspects on certain parts. He added music, and they, uh, according to, I mean, it, it 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 hit so hard that Variety did a story on it. Oh wow! And no, I, saw, I saw is, the series. I saw the series. The series. Dude, I thought it was overall I, I'm going to get good. the link for yeah. and, and drop it for for everyone. I'm waiting for Josh to get back to me. Um, uh, yeah, we probably need to hurry to watch that because uh, usually I'll Disney is really <laughs> quick in taking stuff really like that out. It down. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, supposedly it, 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 it's it's sewn up in two and a half hours, and it's it's supposed to be amazing. I I, I can't wait to to watch it. But that, that's getting to the point of the modern community. So boom! Before you move to the next part, I want to point out that uh, yeah, the good brother Miles Dumpierre is Dumpierre, as dealer would say. Is in the chat, and just to point out, yeah, John there TJ, he is. There he is, John TJ. I want you to adopt me, by the way, because you keep dropping all this money like that, <laughs> uh, my brother. And I owe this brother too, because he actually got me Modern Warfare 2019. I got, I get, nice. I got to repay him with a game. But Miles pointed out that he thinks Elden Ring is an amazing example of a game that where co-op adds to the, you know, amazing. Yeah, that's a great point. And I yep. can agree to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a solid single player experience, but if you bring a buddy with you, it's 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 even better. And uh, thanks for being here. Uh, and uh, here we are. Miles Dampier adds, uh, uh, "Starfield with co-op would be a slapper." 
I don't think that's too far from the truth, brother. I think I think you're onto something. And thanks for being here, Miles. We definitely got to get you back on one of these days. Uh, love what you're doing over there at Windows Central Gaming, and of course your Saturday program. Uh, listen, if you if you're not following Miles Down Pierre, folks, I'm telling you right now, you're doing it all wrong. But listen, <laughs> let's get to the second topic of the show, folks. And this one is uh, interesting because this comes the way of friend of this community, Risk It for the Biscuit, who, again, is going to be a a guest next week on this show. Uh, He put out a tweet on June 10th where it says, hashtag Xbox 2023 is going to be huge. After 2022, there'll be no more waiting. Best clear those backlogs now because Xbox Bethesda, ABK, and Xbox Game Pass is coming in hot. Shout out to Show Souls Ninja for the sweet graphic. And so at Souls underscore Ninja put out this uh, graphic, and it's it's it puts everything that Microsoft is currently doing into perspective to the point where even though as fans of Xbox. We're all a little bit uh, down, right? We're all a little bit disappointed because we're not get, seeing any uh, first-party support. And I know that, you know, you look over across the line and you look at what Sony is doing. Sony is going to have, no doubt, a bang, uh, one banger of a year, right? Now, granted, they started out a little slow. Horizon came out. It was spo- one of my most anticipated games for, of the year, and it was just it was just littered with so many bugs. It I I, I was I became dejected with the game. Now I'm finally back to playing it. it. It's it's playable. Obviously, Gran Turismo came out and it was just mauled with microtransactions and uh, functionality that had cars flipping across the finish line and getting first place. It's just ridiculous. Um, and I'm sure that they've patched it. And like I said, I, I won't play because I'm not a huge Gran Turismo fan. I was back in the days for 1, 2, and 3. After that, I, I fell off the map. But then you look at the second half of the year for Sony. Now, I get it. Last of Us is a remake of a remake of, uh, of a remaster. I, I, I get all of that. And I know there's a big controversy right now with $70 worth uh, of game versus... Uh, half a game, a lot of people are saying that because you're not getting uh, factions, which came in the original game, and this is literally a one-to-one. And, I, and, and you know what? I, I hear all the arguments. I understand. But I'm not going to dismiss the fact that The Last of Us proper that got this this one-to-one remake uh, from the ground up uh, is not going to sell. It's it, it's going to be... It's going to score very high in the 90s from meta. I, I would just imagine... Uh, and then, of course, God of War, uh, one of my most anticipated games confirmed for this year. Put it on paper, folks. That's a that's a monster year for Sony. That's all first party stuff. Now, granted, some didn't hit like they were supposed to. Some didn't sell as well as they were supposed to, meaning Horizon. Uh, the, the second half of the year is going to be a much better year for them. Those two games, Last of Us is a unbelievable IP for Sony and God of War whether you call it a DLC or you don't, it's still going to be new content that I've never played and I can't wait to play it. Um, but bringing this back to Xbox, um, they are currently finishing up the ABK deal, which we understand is moving quickly. It is moving rapidly. Uh, it is moving positively. 
Now, does that get done in 2022? That's a good question. A lot of us in the gaming community think it's going to be done by September, October. And it is possible, especially now that they have the unions backing them, uh, the biggest union in the in country backing them. Uh, there's literally, uh, Lena Khan doesn't have a leg to stand on in regards to Monopoly, the talk of Monopoly, the talk of Microsoft buying up everyone. There are no arguments that Microsoft has not put out that fire. When that deal is done, folks, it is going to be a historic day for a multitude of reasons. Uh, Call of Duty is going to be first party, like <laughs> mind blowing, folks, literally mind blowing. But what, why I, I picked to talk about Risk It for the Bis Biscuits tweet is he, the graphic that was put up by Souls Ninja really depicts how many studios that they currently have. They will have 34 when this deal is done. 34 plus, right? And they're still looking. We've, we, we know this for a fact. Once this deal is signed, sealed, and delivered, they're going to start looking again. Uh, they, have 50, they will have, have 50 projects in production. Now, I get, I understand this year is a wash, but next year moving forward, and I know we've said this a lot of times, I'll wait for next year, wait for next year. And it, it does get frustrating. It, it does. But you can't argue that last year's wasn't an epic year for Xbox. They won Publisher of the Year for a reason, because they had a lot of great games. This year, okay, it's, 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 it's a bad one. You know, it, it's, they dropped the ball. 2023, at least for the first half, looks like it's going to be a monster year. And the second half is going to levy a couple of other games for sure. Uh, I, I want to go right to Umber on this. Uh, obviously, you work weekly with Risket for the Biscuit, and uh, he he's not a you know he's not a troll. The guy knows his stuff. He knows his business. This is a great tweet, and this really does and should calm a lot of the you know the fears that Xbox gamers have in regards to you know what's going on over at Redmond when you hear. They're going to have 34 studios and 50-plus games. Are the floodgates literally going to explode open without being able to be closed? Yeah, I think that's the general thought, right? And it's like you said, it's, I think it's because we haven't had it yet. It hasn't happened. The games are not in there yet. We kind of look at it like, ah, yeah, it's coming. We're excited. But it's not really hitting us yet that Call of Duty is going to be first party and all those games are going to be, at least most of them, will be coming to Game Pass pretty much immediately. And then transitioning future titles into the you know service day and date, so and and that's outside of the other IP and things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's all it's hit everybody just yet, but the future is extremely bright. That's why, like, I look back at at 2000 and what I would say what 15 when we had five studios with Xbox, and I look at it now and it's like it's night and day, right? And that's obvious because of the teams that they you know picked up picked up or whatever, but. It's insane, really, to really think about so much coming. And uh, just to point out, Miles actually made a really great article on Windows Central uh, just looking forward to Xbox games and PC. That's 2020 and 2023. And that's not even speaking to the future of games beyond that, really. So, yeah, the future is extremely bright. And if we have games we haven't even seen yet, at least shown yet. We've heard about it and rumored from Jez and other people who have spoke about it from inside of things like, you know, Compulsions game and uh, Project Midnight and, and for instance, In Exile with their game. 
so it's just so much to look forward to actually that it's i don't know how you could not at this point be an xbox gamer just based off that potential and like you pointed out a second ago boom as far as the the them being uh the publisher of the year for metacritic and things of that nature it's not just because of the games you know coming out being solid right like the thing that i think that's the biggest improvement for microsoft is that they're going for quality now mm-hmm. outside of the quantity and the quality is there and that's that was where that was where they were lacking in certain areas really and i think now that we now that they've gotten these other studios i think phil and team have really focused on giving us quality titles so more than anything of us just getting these games is the fact that we know that once we do get them they are likely going to be great games that's the thing i'm most excited about and yeah. I, I mean we can go on and on about speculation of what we can expect from them and i can do that all day if you really wanted to but i actually love speculating uh but speculation um, town you 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 have an invite brother i know you've heard me say <laughs> oh, that yeah. but, uh, just so you know we uh, we have co-mayors and you can join us <laughs> co-mayors of speculation town uh. <laughs> Yeah, because I look at things like that. And if I had to speculate on on things that these studios could do, I mean, they already have some type of relationship with so many big time, uh, you know, not studios, but businesses such as Disney. I mean, it can really expand in that direction and go from things like that with with not just with ABK, but with Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine them using some of those things like we talked about in the past uh, show about Bethesda and having uh, the Star Wars license and seeing mm-hmm. what they can do with that. So it's just so much that can really happen from that. And and I don't we don't we don't know all these 50 plus games in development. That's just the the thing about it that keeps me so excited. Yeah, so it's no. like when people yeah, when people come down and try to tear things down on on Twitter or whatever it may be, you you will never find me feeling doom and gloom because I just know it's too much good stuff coming eventually. It just takes time. That's the only thing. Yeah, no, I mean that that's a great point. Listen, Boxenberger, let's get you in before you have to put the kids to bed because obviously you got to step <laughs> yeah. away for a second. Family stuff is more important than silly podcasts. So listen, you just dropped a video talking hmm. specifically about this. Uh and yeah, uh, it was a yeah. absolutely fantastic video as as they all are. And folks, if you Thank don't you. Listen, if you if you have if you don't know who Boxenberger, shame on you. His videos are produced as well as Colt Eastwood, friend of this program. So definitely get over there and sub his channel. Talk about this for a second, Box. Uh, this yeah. is, again, there are a lot of people that are a little a little down. We're not sad. Mm. We're not crying in the corners or under our desks. We're, we're disappointed as fans because we want our favorite platform or our favorite team to be better, to do better, yeah. right? That's just the nature of the beast. But with Microsoft having this many studios and this many games in development, it appears that 2023 is going to be the damn breaking moment, and we're never going to have this conversation ever again. I sure hope so. I sure <laughs> hope so. Um, <laughs> listen, I know people want me to to be all happy and excited for the future, and I am, and I am, because eventually all these games have to come out. The question is when and how. And I think Xbox dropped the ball over the last... I want to say five years too many times for them to get my full, full, un, uh, how do you say that? Um, um, uh, yeah. Full confidence. Excitement. Confidence. Confidence, confidence yeah, is a yeah. great word. Yeah. Right. Um, 
2022 is the worst year in 21 years of Xbox history. Correct. With 23 studios. After they bought all those studios four years ago. It, it just sticks with me. And yes, we know the first half of 23 is going to be awesome. It is going to be fantastic if all those games come out that first year. And I assume they will. I Yeah. But who's to say that we don't get another try streak of another six to ten months after that? Mm-hmm. Who's to say that we don't that, do that? Get that again. Because Blizzard, Active Blizzard is not, and it's, people need to understand that, it is not this rain of uh, dozens and dozens of games. Activision is only working on Call of Duty right now. Then we have Blizzard, and we we know about three games that they are making. It's Diablo, it's Overwatch, and it's the um, unnamed um, um, survival game that they announced. So that's about it. This is it is not that we are instantly getting like this waterfall of games with dozens and dozens of, of new releases available to us. It's not. It is not the case. So, um, as much as I'm excited for all these games like a Fable and a Vow, a Perfect Dark, it's, it's incredible if you think about it. What they have in the pipeline, what they have announced, like they have announced or we know about, as of right now, 19 different Xbox first-party games. Um, it is insane. But they have lacked proper studio management, proper release pipelines for so many years now. And only because they had three fantastic months in 21, I have not forgotten that the way how they released games in the last decade and how big they dropped the ball this year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to play all these games. But Xbox has to prove a lot. They have to prove that they can manage that. Activision Blizzard is going to be a monster task. They get 10,000 new employees. That's like the same amount of Xbox employees right now and all Bethesda Zenimax employees mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And Activision Blizzard is a mess in terms of um, studio culture and everything. You guys know that. It is a mammoth task. And they can't handle the three studios that they have right now. They mm-hmm. cannot manage them properly. And now you get all these studios in as well. People need to understand, Microsoft has to really, really step up their game when it comes to managing their first-party studios. Just buying Activision Blizzard is not going to change the problem that they have right now. Because they have enough st- games and studios in right now so that we shouldn't have a 2022 situation and that is is my problem with that as much as i'm excited for the future because i know what's coming they have announced so many awesome games i have to put out the question is xbox capable of handling it and they have to question and if we sit here boom in 26 25, 26, and they were able to release continu- a continuous stream of quality games in 23, 24, and 25. Then we can talk about, okay, Xbox has got rid of their problem. As yep. of right now, I'm just seeing that a big, a big, big mammoth task is coming towards them with Activision Blizzard, and they have to, to prove how that they can manage it. So, yeah, um, the game pipeline should be awesome. Um <laughs> But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. Why did you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 why did you laugh? Listen, Fox? it's 
Look, look, here's the thing. I want to throw up a comment from our good friend. Everyone knows who this gentleman is, Keasante. Now check out this mm. comment. This is this is this is exactly what Boxenberger is talking about. He says mm-hmm. this. I'm with Boxenberger on this one. Xbox has a lot of sh- uh, a lot to show and prove. Xbox has this amazing talent of uh, turning a W into an L. Yeah. As he says, and he said this numerous times, and I agree with him, snatching the victory from the, uh, uh, I guess, I don't know how actually he says it. Snatching, snatching the victory. Snatching defeat from the, the jaws of victory. <laughs> jaws of victory. There you go. There you go. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So he says that Xbox has this ama- amazing talent of turning a W into an L. We need them to convince us. And right now, I'm not convinced. And you know something? They have earned, as he likes to say, the righteous smoke of that. Yeah. Uh, listen, the, the truth of the matter is, is that we saw how the gaming community turned on Sony last year. Last year, they dropped the ball. Sony had a very similar year to what Xbox is having this year. They had three stellar years, 18, 19, and 20. Uh, 21, not so much, right? 22, back to being Sony. Uh, Microsoft had an incredible three-month... or No, I don't, I don't want to say three months. They had an incredible 2021 because we did get games... On multiple that some of them weren't Xboxes. That's that's true. You know, obviously, Flight Simulator launched um, on on PC, and uh, and Age of Empires Four launched on PC. Uh, you know, so I mean, you could t- you could take that and you know make your own story with that. But they had a pretty banner year in twenty one, which is why they won the Covenant uh, Award from Meta of uh, having publisher of the year because of how many they had. Like, I think it was an 89 was the total score, something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But Boxenberger is not wrong for having uh, to having doubts as to what they're going to do. I feel that I think I think that at this point, it's just inevitable that the the floodgates are going to explode open. Uh, You know, Josh, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, You know, look. You've heard what uh, what Boxenberger had to say. You've you've heard what Umbra had to say to open it up. What what are your thoughts on this amount of this uh, of studios and games they have in development? Are are Xbox gamers after this year finally going to get their just due in regards to AAA releases? I, I believe it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of factors, right? And I and I'm and I'm not necessarily making excuses for anybody, but making games is not easy, right? We've had a we've had the, Xbox is doing things, you know, getting getting games to run on cloud, still kind of running on the Xbox One to a certain extent, right? We're finally it seems like we're finally moving away from that. But I think I, I understand people's patience is, is, you know, it's wearing thin. There's no, there's, there's no question there, right? It, it seems to be one of those things that the, the, the other aspect that, that where my mind goes is they're, they're looking at the landscape of gaming, right? And what I think, I think our, 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 our overall view of everything is like, the the devs make the games the publishers publish the games and we play the games mm-hmm. but we don't know what kind of conversations are happening with investors and what like what kind of conversations are happening around should this be more free to play 
because there's a there's a much larger uh, profit there versus just like the the single player games that are coming out and and where do we allocate those resources? I I don't feel like we necessarily have all of the info to be able to 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 put out a a completely educated opinion on on this on this topic. I know everybody's frustrated though. There's no question, right? Like we, we, we want to see, we want to see more value added to game pass yet. There, there is still like what a hundred plus games on there to, there there are currently over 450 games to be honest with you. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it's, I, I think, I think what a lot of people are looking for is those, those games that are going to be like the, uh, they're more the haymaker, right? When it comes to the Xbox. Yeah, camp. you 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 want the the you want the graphical over the shoulder, uh, you know third uh, for, you know third person banger. The games that we, take five years to sell twenty million copies. That's what yes. that's what we want. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I, we'll, I, I'll, I'll let Kajasa to you. No, no, we'll, we'll go to you next because actually you do have some good points on that. We heard you talk about that on Living Split Screen, but Josh, please continue. I mean that that's that's pretty much it honestly i mean yes i'm ready for those haymakers from xbox as well right i'm ready for those games that that uh that everybody's talking about i'm i'm ready for an elden ring style not necessarily i'm not talking style but hype level game on xbox that that basically takes over social media yeah exactly yeah and but i mean and and being in the camp of nintendo i'm i'm always looking for that as well and that has not been this has been a very niche year when it comes to when it comes to Nintendo. And the other thing is games like Animal Crossing and Elden Ring. I mean, Elden Ring, I think, you know, they 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 caught the, the lightning in the bottle or whatever. I don't know that mm-hmm. it doesn't happen all that much. I feel like God of War four was one of those games that everybody was talking about for a while. Right. But but the other one that is just bonkers to even mention, but it's Animal Crossing, which I mean, mm-hmm. That that was massive, but it hit right at the right time, right? Yeah. And I don't know if I don't know that I'd even be mentioning that game if it hadn't hit during a time where everybody was yeah. sheltering in place. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So I, I just it, it me, makes you wonder if they would have had a Viva Pinata available, right? Out if if that could have hit for, for them. It it, it might have it might have, but even I mean. I don't know. I look at a game like Viva Pinata, and I just don't know that it has the pull of an Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has been going well since the the GameCube days, and uh, I mean Viva Pinata did well on on the DS and on the and on the 360. I mean, did well enough that they made a sequel to it, but then it's just been it's just been stuck. And so, it I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that this is there's there's a huge business aspect to all of this, and what is what is happening you know, behind the scenes to try to get games more profitable. There's so much changing right now. You know, games are in the transition from what movies were when, you know, we all used to buy Blu-rays and yep. we probably don't buy Blu-rays. We all used to, I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing, but I mean, I used to buy tapes and CDs, right? <laughs> That's now right. I, now I, now I stream, now I stream on Spotify and now I watch <laughs> movies via streaming services and, we're we're getting to that point with with games as well. I, I understand everybody's frustration, and I think we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to be patient. And you know, I I mean, 
I know we all wanted Halo to be something different, right? We were really, we were really hoping that that was going to be a, a big conversation piece. And the campaign was great, and everybody mm-hmm. liked it. But I mean, or a lot of people anyway. But it, it still didn't, it didn't, it didn't have the uh, the clips going out like Elden Ring did, and that yeah. and that kind of stuff, you know. So it, it's yeah, it's just it's a waiting game, and I mean, it's okay. We can still have, we can still. But I I had to, <laughs> I hit this wall with uh with my with my nintendo podcast because i was like frustrated that we weren't seeing the games that i necessarily wanted right to be able to talk mm. about the the ga- the games that were on that level of hype that got everybody excited and i just the i mentioned at the beginning of the show i'm like you know what i'm just gonna focus on community games playing games with people and just having fun and when cool stuff shows up i'm here for it but I'm also going to look for those other opportunities to just have as much fun with everything that's available to us right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I think mean, I think just to say, yeah, I, and I hear Box when he pointed out Box is not wrong, K is K isn't wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But like, but like when I look at it, boom, we even talked about it the last time, and I'm sorry to cut in because I know uh, still we got to get to you, brother. But I was going to say we talked about it last time, and when you have some of these third party offerings that they're giving you right now, and it's coming to Game Pass, it, to me it alleviates a bit of that. I need a first party game. I need a first party game feeling. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things Two, I have so many games to get through, not just in my backlog, but even the games well, that they're announcing they're now, adding every exactly. week there's something new. True. Yeah, exactly. But that's not to take away from major triple a first party titles. Xbox has not been given us. So I'm, I see both sides of this, but I will say this and box isn't wrong to feel that way and to feel, you know, anxious because yeah, they haven't delivered when it comes to that. And it's always that constant wait until next year thing. But I look at it like this. We are in a far better place than we were years ago. Oh, yeah, and 100%. Absolutely. It's not even a question, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think Phil and Microsoft and team are well aware of the stigma they have around them on wait until next year. Yep. So I think they're going to deliver in 2023 and beyond personally. I, they do have to have that streak going. I get, I agree with that. But 50-plus games in development, not all those games are going to be delayed. So we're going to have some hits back to back to back to back. And I, I think that's just the truth of it. And a lot of these issues they had, even with these things, is, and I hate to use it, but COVID did happen to a lot of that. There's a lot of issues that happened right as they had these things mm-hmm. happening and, and taking these studios in. But um, not to give them a full excuse, because you still had Sony and, and Nintendo still dropping games, right? So yep. some of it I still do believe is management issues. I will not ignore, uh, ignore that part of it. But I think, though, just just to say, and I'm not saying this to be this overly positive person because, you know, I'm not overly cynical. But at the same time, <clears throat> I do believe Xbox is headed in the right direction. I think we'll have a great uh, rest of this year and 2023 just as far as games go for first no, party. No, no. And, 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 dude, that, you're making a lot of great sense. Listen, Steel, let's get you in. But mm-hmm. risk it for the biscuit. Speak of the devil. <laughs> this topic was for you, my brother. He's going to be a guest next week, like I said multiple times. I want people to stop by and find out another incredible member of this community. He drops an $8 super chat and says, This guy's Xbox has just found its feet. It's been with, uh, he goes, I've been with them for 20 plus years. Day one, every console except for the Series X and S. I'm assuming that's because you couldn't find it. Never <laughs> has the future looked brighter. Well, uh, Steele, you know, listen, Boxenberger brings up a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and his frustration is something that a lot of people in the Xbox community have. I want to get your point 
on this. 34 studios, Mm -hmm. 50 plus games, ABK deal, Bethesda in the bag. Is the drought over? Will the floodgates open in 2023 and we'll just never look back? Uh, I'll start off by answering your question directly. Um, I do believe it is going to change. Um, the biggest example that I can give you all is look what Xbox is doing without really outputting any first party games. What we got Halo and Forza. Look what Xbox is doing. There's something better than they ever have in Japan. The console sales are better than they have been in the beginning of the 360 generation. Something's going right. And this is without first party games. I hear people complain all the time. Oh, Xbox, they can't put out games. We're getting no first-party games. But you got games that you're playing through Game Pass right now that you still haven't finished. You have a backlog of games that you still have not finished, but you want new games. Gamers are entitled. And that is the biggest problem with this current couple generations that we have been part of. Unfortunately or fortunately. I want to paint a picture like this. 2017, this is when that ramp up started to begin, right? 2017, what games did you guys want within the next four to five years after they acquired these studios? You said you didn't want another Forza. You said you didn't want another Gears. You said you didn't want another Halo. We just recently got another Forza and another Halo. Right. And both games are extremely well-made games. The only problem Halo has right now is content. Wow, that's a heck of a problem to have. You're not complaining about gameplay. You're not complaining about how the mechanics work. None of that. Other than desync, what are you really complaining about? Most other games cannot even get their gameplay down right. I'll put it to you like this also. It's also a very two-sided conversation, and the double and the blade is always going to be double-edged. So Halo, single-player campaign, phenomenal. It's a $60 game, though. Last of Us, a remaster, a remake of a remaster. You're getting half a game. I don't care how you spin it to me. Oh, it's oh multiplayer. Oh, they they pulled it out because it's going to be better. And oh, it's oh, there's going to have DLC included. And no, it is half a game. You said that everybody was saying this about every other game that the opposition puts out for you. Oh, it's not complete though. It doesn't have Forge. Oh, it's not complete. Oh, it doesn't have this. It's not complete. But when your single player games that have these proponents to it don't have that content oh we we can still pay 70 dollars for it because that's okay yeah that uh, is we, my... we, we've heard well the quality uh, uh makes it worth 70 bucks right yeah, i don't, I don't we, look we've seen it we've seen it. quality is an eye of the beholder if you guys think that it's worth that great fantastic and i hope that it is it's not for me though my biggest thing about this entire conversation is that I just don't know what people were expecting to get within the next four to five years. We also, since 2017, have went through at least two years of a pandemic where things have slowed down. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I know not everybody cares about development. And, oh, I should just get my games whenever I want them. But these are actual people who are working on these yep. games. These people have lives. These people have had to uproot themselves. If you actually care about gaming, how about you do some research on what it takes to be a game dev so that you understand these pieces of art because gaming is art and should be treated as such. Shout out to the homie Everborn. If you actually care that much and understand what gets put into these games. Now, if you don't care, just say, oh man, well, I don't have any, I just, it's nothing out there for me. If there's nothing out there for you, then I'm sorry. Well, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. 
shout out to you. I'm gonna, I'll take my hat off to you. Whatever I need to do, that you have time to play every single game that releases to its totality. That you are bored. Shout out to you. I can't do anything about that. But if one ecosystem is not serving your purpose, nobody's telling you to wait. Nobody said wait. If you're listening to Xbox tell you to wait, um, is that how a consumer does anything with any product? No. If the product ain't there, you're going to take your business elsewhere. Period. Why is gaming all of a sudden looked at differently? Why is in gaming all of a sudden all oh, everybody lo loses depth of um, common sense, I should say. Now, again, that's not to excuse Xbox. Far from. It is, excuse my language, pretty piss poor that there is no first party really exclusive games to speak for your ecosystem. But like the drum that I have been personally beating on, why it has been blatantly obvious that these games that everybody clamors for that take five years god of war is the first is one of the first anomalies on the first party exclusive side that has been able to do that within three years get the 20 million copies sold of a game these <laughs> jim ryan himself has come out and said that is not sustainable sorry bixby um but jim ryan himself <laughs> she 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 feeling the energy but Oh, Jim Ryan you know, himself. Speak these facts. <laughs> Jim Ryan himself has come out and told you that that's not sustainable. But he actually that's what you specifically want. said you, meaning the community, is not enough. Exactly. Yeah. And it, so it's been proven that it's not sustainable. So you can say, I've seen people in the chat, oh, how can you say that there's so many other games that can't reach that milestone? That is the problem. That's exactly what I'm speaking to. It's not working. You have 120 million copies sold. I, I know people say, oh, 10%, that's so great. And what business is 10% that, that's just great for you? Come on, guys. Like, Actually, maybe that was it, great back in the it, day. It, it, think, think about this for a second. Uh, you say you say 10%. Uh, it's, it's actually lesser than that. It, it's actually a much lesser scenario than that because if you look at uh, what Sony does, like Spider-Man 2018 took mm -hmm. years to mm -hmm. get 25 million that mm -hmm. didn't happen over that didn't have 20 million players now here's something that's interesting how long did it take forza horizon 5 to get 20 million players mm -hmm. six months so, mm -hmm. so that's not six years six months and again even that could be up to for debate because we still don't know how well game pass is going is working right. for those teams is that equaling the sales are more people spending money because that's the biggest proponent where everybody gets stuck into oh if you're not paying 60 70 dollars for a game these companies aren't making x amount of dollars like everybody's trying to put yep. exact numbers and figures and trying to crunch numbers in their head and it's not up to either you or me to try to figure out whether it's selling or not is game pass providing you value Ask yourself that question. If you say no, go invest elsewhere. If you can say yes, then ask yourself, why do you subscribe to Disney Plus? Why do you subscribe to Netflix? Why do you subscribe to any of these other services that you never complain about, don't ever think about, you're, they're actually charging you more for, for less content, for TV that you might not even watch that often. I can it's, tell you right now. Still, let me ask you. So what would you say then to somebody who's saying to you, we pay thousands of dollars for this hobby. We, that's you know that mm -hmm. we shouldn't feel entitled because we're paying all this money. So mm -hmm. we should we they should meet our demands. What do, what do you say to something like that? 
you investing you investing your hobby because you want to play those games right you also people invest in pcs they don't complain about when they don't have games coming out they play most of the time older games in a better graphical quality people were complaining about older games when they got their console what's the first thing you did after you beat remastered spider-man you went and played old games didn't you you went and played that old multiplayer game that all your friends are on right you spend thousands of dollars to stay caught up in your ecosystem. We invested in these series consoles because you have the instant accessibility to 60 frames and higher graphical quality that they still have not even touched the capability of yet that our previous gen would, would, did not have. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the investment for the ecosystem to take care of you for the future. Now, again, if you spend $1,000 and you're not happy with your purchase, go take your console back. If you can't find anything to play because you've played everything, I can't help you on that. I, I, I feel you, but there's more than just first party games out here. And that's the conversation where people get stuck on. It's only about first party. People say the things that you're saying, like for an example, Umbra, when it's only first party games that they, talk, that they care about. So true. And I think that, that I think that goes to the point you had asked. And I'm sorry, Boone, to be jumping in. It's no, my, my I, I've right. been doing a hosting thing, co-hosting thing, and I my, it <laughs> no, no, this in. is a conversational podcast, brother. If you got something <laughs> good to say, talk about it. Yeah. I was gonna say you speaking so much facts, they're gonna start calling you preacher or something in a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Steel gonna say preacher. Yes, <laughs> preacher rain. But I, I was gonna say though, like I think a lot of this stuff when it comes to the whole argument of what well, we have we're not getting this triple a first party blah 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 is because of the console warring i think a lot of that comes that's it play. It's not yeah. that's it that's the only reason why people are upper arms so you can prove to somebody else why your plastic box is more important and mm -hmm. if you were a true gamer that would not matter to you i have yet to have playstation give me a reason to invest in their console and i yes i am a multiplayer gamer god of war is not enough for me that is, a, that is for certain people, and I understand that. But 2018 wasn't good enough for me to get past 10 hours of gameplay. Yeah. For me personally. No, now, well, we their own. Well, I mean, no, and I'll take own. it a, a step yeah, further, I think, right? With. I, I am a single-player gamer, right? And I I love a lot of the games that they put out. But the, the problem is that they're all... I mean, this is always something that gets me in trouble when I say this, but they're all kind of in that same vein, aren't they, right? They're very similar where, in, in, right. in multiple ways, yeah. Right. They're, they're that sort of game where they're like RPG adjacent, but you don't get to really make any choices or exactly. decide who your character is. So if you don't connect with that character, then that game's nothing for you. Like me personally, I don't like Kratos. I think he's kind of a... I can't think of a PC way to say it, honestly. <laughs> a, a way to say it without swearing. I, I right. He's a murderer and a jerk and i hate him you know <laughs> and that's me right <laughs> obviously i'm the outlier right but the fact of the matter is with a lot of these playstation first party games if you can't connect with the character then that's it. that game's not going to be for you because you don't get to make any choices or control the game they are telling you a story and if you happen to not like that story then you don't like that game like that's just all it is to well, that that you. happened to me with the last of us too like i i thought the graphics and the gameplay and, and everything about it was great i i literally hated hated the story right and it's and, and then you know to to get to steel rain's point like we we talk about how there's this management problem at, at xbox and there is to an extent yeah. right but yeah. so much of the stuff that people like to bag on microsoft for 
is so completely overblown. Like people are choosing to focus on the problems when they arise instead of focusing on how Xbox is handling those problems afterwards, right? Like we talk about the Undead Lab situation and everyone's they're popping off about how it's like, oh, Kotaku put out this expose and it's like, okay, the headline said Undead Labs has problems. And then the the like paragraph two was like, and they've been fixing it for the last six months and everyone's yeah, happy. Yeah, it was completely clear. And it's like, can we just read for content? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that like the title is that way for clickbait and Kotaku's really bad about that, frankly. But like, if you just pay attention to what's happening, like there's that. And then there's the initiative situation. Right. And it's like, Oh, the initiative's having a lot of troubles. And it's like, yeah, they're they're starting up a new studio and they're bringing in hundreds of creative type people. Those people aren't all going to agree. No wonder some of the people are leaving. No wonder some of the projects aren't coming out exactly how they want they still have to figure out what that studio is. The fact of the matter is people were demanding a game from that studio within like six months of them announcing that they were making it. <laughs> so like yeah. this studio was under dramatic pressure, especially considering that it wasn't even Xbox or anybody who said like the initiative is going to make quadruple A games. I, I don't remember who it was, but it wasn't Xbox. And so it's like, wh- like, why are we putting all this pressure on this studio that has never done anything? Is, you know, there's, there's no proof that what they're... Perfect Dark is not going to be as good as the games no. from the studios that they're coming no. from. They're bringing people in from Rockstar, from Naughty Dog. Perfect Dark is not going to be Last of Us. Perfect Dark is not going to be no. Grand Theft Auto. It's just no. not. It's a brand new team trying to figure some things out. And at this point, it's basically a Crystal Dynamics game. So it's just it's not going to it's not going to be that. Okay. And I understand that that's upsetting for people, but it's like why are we focusing so much on these these problems that have come up and not talking about how they're solving these problems? Yes, 343 has a content problem. What are they doing? They hired Joseph Staten. They're hiring this new guy. Like They're bringing in people from the original team who know what Halo is and know how to fix this problem. Yes, it's going to take a long time. Yes, they should have done it sooner. But they're making the steps to correct these problems. And it like... I don't like to do the, you know, what ifs and what about like, you know, pointing across the board, but like, why are we not talking about the management problems that are clearly happening over at PlayStation as well, right? They're in their second sexual harassment lawsuit of the year, and we're in July. Like, the year's only half over, and they've been sued twice for yeah. sexual harassment. The, you know, the terrible crunch at places like Naughty Dog, where somebody was so upset that they leaked the the entire <laughs> plot of that game and then tried to cover it up and they were like oh it's somebody who translated it and it's like oh yeah and then there was the the whole situation with like what was it sony bend where they're like sony bend you can't make the game you're, you you want to make you're gonna make a last of us thing and they were like okay but what like like people want to talk about how uh, <laughs> microsoft has these problems and they do like I don't want to sugarcoat it. There's no coming. Like, 2022 is a wash. There's there's yeah. no First part of ability to say that 2022 is a good year for Xbox. Nobody mm-hmm. could do that. I could be wearing the biggest cap in the world, and it wouldn't cover the fact that 2022 is a bad year for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right? But when we look across the board at the entire industry, like, it's a problem for everybody. And people yep. want to be like, oh, well, how come the pandemic is only affecting Xbox? It is not affecting PlayStation or Nintendo. It's like Nintendo had games backed up. That's why they're doing it. Same, 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 same thing for last the, year. It did affect them. Yeah, the, the, the same thing, uh, Daniel. The, I mean, you're just completely knocking it out of the park. The same thing could be said for Sony. Their first two games of this year were supposed to be out years before. Right. And, like, the the, it's just... 
it's this really weird situation where it's like we're talking about it on one side and we're focusing entirely on the negative and we're just pretending that it's not happening like xbox hasn't been sued for sexual harassment and people want to talk about like oh well why is the pandemic only affecting xbox right and it's like okay well because before the pandemic xbox was like four studios five studios and it was at the exact time that they were trying to bring those teams in the pandemic hit right so it's like why are they being so hands-off probably because when they brought those teams in they had to be at least six feet away from them like what do you think like put some facts together well let let, let me just let me first of all there's a lot of chatter going on we have almost uh uh, 340 (laughs) people here which is awesome which is which is awesome uh, Knowles HDZ says 2001 Halo and Gears and Fours are like always. Yeah, you know what, dude? Here's the thing, because obviously they they released uh, High Busters. Was it was High Busters last year or 2020? I'm not it sure. Might not sure, it might have been 2020. So it was, I think, uh, it, I think what yeah. he meant is uh, is Halo and Forza. Listen, folks. I, I, here here's my thing, and, and Daniel, I want you to, to tackle the question of are the floodgates going to open, and we'll move on to the final topic, which is the RPGs. I, I, I personally have a hard time understanding why we go through this cycle of, well, it's Halo, Gears, and Forza. What's wrong with them putting out games that continue these series? I mean, I mean, am I, am I the only one seeing the bigger picture here? No. Did this anybody year, say that about Ratchet and Clank? Well, no. Uh, let, <laughs> let, let's let's. Well, Ratchet and Clank was has good, had eighteen right? iterations, but yeah. let's oh, look Ratchet at this was year. Fantastic. Was yeah, good it though, was. right? It, it, yeah, it was. It was. But it's it, it, it's still matters. it's still a sequel to a long running series, yep. which a lot of people have for Xbox. I made that let's, argument a lot of times. Let's look That's at this matters. year, ladies and gentlemen. Gran Turismo. How many iterations? At least twelve. Right. <sighs> let's look at God of War. <laughs> How many iterations? Yes, it's the new God of War, but it's still God of War. Six, Horizon seven, of Forbidden West. It is a sequel to the best-selling, uh, one, you know, one of my favorite new IPs for Sony. And, of course, The Last of Us. And this one is a running meme. It is the, it's a, it's, it's the, uh, the remake of the remaster of the remake from PC, now redone for PS5. So if you're going to use that argument... To say Forza Gears Halo, don't don't throw glass, uh, don't throw stones in the glass house, folks, because you're going to cut yourself. Uh, the, Sony is doing that this year. They have done it for years on because they continue to go back to m- games that people want. People want a new Forza. I mean, a, a, a new Gran Turismo. People want a new God of War. I want a new God of War. But don't use that argument and think that you're going to you're going to win. Um, yeah, but but I think here. Don't do but that I think because the difference you embarrass is, yourself. Yeah, boom. But the, the, I think the difference is that Xbox has been relying on Gears, Forza, and Halo for like forever. They and have because they had no There's choice. nothing wrong with that. Uh, all three are fantastic IPs. And Sony, of course, also relies on sequels and sequel of the sequel and now even the remaster of the remaster. They also continue to bring out new IPs. Look at the last generation. They had some of the best games were new IPs with Horizon was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, they had Ghost of Tsushima be. and all these other uh, new IPs. Um, and, and that's the difference between Xbox and, and, and PlayStation. And um, so, yeah, I, I get the, this argument. Um, last year was basically um, Forza and Halo. Um, 
my two favorite games from last year from the Xbox Studios weren't even mentioned. They also had Psychonauts and Age of Empires 4. But um, yeah, it is a, it is a, a solid argument. Um, and we can't deny that as Xbox fans that Forza Gears and Halo have been carrying Xbox first-party games up until this point. They haven't released anything from the new studios outside of Psychonauts. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is an argument. I mean, again, when Microsoft is the little brother of the industry, though, especially when it comes to gaming, uh, console gaming specifically, you would imagine that Sony would even have more imp or output than just releasing Ghost of Tsushima and uh, the other game that you mentioned. Now, those are going to be for a certain amount of people, but even those games came out towards the end of the generation. Where were the other games to speak of before that? Now, they're going to be for certain people, for sure. But again, you're looking at 2017, where Microsoft only had six studios. Yep, didn't take I, gaming yeah. seriously. It was a file. No, um, it, and it, it, is, it wasn't it a pillar for them. True. So now, so now, and then looking at the competition to where PlayStation is the pillar for Sony, and mm -hmm. they've been lackluster on their content side. They've avoided multiplayer games for forever, thinking that it was just going oh, to yeah. go to the wayside, I guess. I'm, I'm not saying that, then, that the Xbox, uh, the, 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 sorry, the, the PlayStation, no, portfolio is without flaws and um i'm the biggest critic uh, when no, it, for, for sure. instance when it comes to pricing um or diversity uh, right. in in their lineup um but we cannot we can really not deny that they released uh horizon in 2016 that they had a mm -hmm. days a mm -hmm. ghost of tsushima and so on they had a killer last generation mm -hmm. And Absolutely. even though 21 was light, they still had games like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and Deathloop. Um, and and it, it, they didn't have, never had a situation like 21 with Xbox. That's just... Oh, so, yeah, for sure. I so, to be fair to you, I think I'm, both of you are right. But I think, yeah. I think the problem is with the though, box is that the fact that Sony has been reliant on them, as, as Steele pointed out, on top of that, they've been having that strict order of that for 20 plus years right uh longer than that actually mm. that's, so that's, xbox yeah. just microsoft just yeah. was not back in xbox the way they are now and that that's just that's true fact of it too and that's that's why the the future is should be exciting uh if yeah, they if they get their act together that that is definitely true but uh, we also that's have to be real um about uh, the situation um over the last well let's say the last five seven six seven years um I, I, I also think like it's because I have sometimes I Xbox had a lot of exclusive content up until mm -hmm. 2015. Yeah. Um, they launched the, the Xbox one with a bunch of fantastic exclusives. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't really a content difference in between Xbox and PlayStation up until 2015. And like mm -hmm. Boom said, that's when they stopped care, carry uh, to care about um, gaming. And th there was this basically like two years um, complete emptiness um, mm -hmm. in, in, in effort to, to make gaming what it is. And then they started to release the One X and then they started to buy all these studios in 2018. And now Xbox is, or Microsoft is a complete different beast when it comes mm -hmm. to gaming. Um, but the games aren't here yet. Um, mm -hmm. And so it is, it is, in my opinion, it is a fair argument to say that yeah. Um, Gears, Forza, and Halo are the only three uh, IPs that carried Xbox over the last, I mean, let's say, seven years. Yeah? I agree with you there, just because of that's just a fact, right? But it's the re but see, none of us look at nuance, at least not not none of us, but most of the time, those right? who make those arguments, they don't mm. make, they don't look at the nuance of it, and it's because of 
Microsoft not backing Xbox the way that they are now, that they are in a hole that they are in now. And Sony backing, obviously, PlayStation as they did and reliant, being as reliant as they are on them, mm. that they have those new IP and they have the fans that they have. Sony makes great games. They deserve their credit, right? I'm not here to trash Sony as far as that goes, but the reason right. why is because they've been consistent and they've been yeah. consistent because they had to be consistent. Microsoft right. yeah. did not need Xbox, but now that Phil had stepped up the way he did, that's when they started to Definitely. back them like they did. Yeah. So I think it's just nuance that matters. So that's why I'm I'm so yeah. I'm so optimistic for the future because they spent over 80 billion for these yeah. new studios. <laughs> Yeah. They don't. You don't it's do probably that. Probably a hundred billion if you exactly. accumulate yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they're in. They're in this for yeah. the long haul. And, and yeah, absolutely. Knowing that and going from what we had five studios in fifteen to now to you know thirty plus, or at least studio teams at least. I think you can be happy knowing that they're headed in the right direction. I think mm. personally, right. At least that they're going to have a really great twenty twenty three and beyond. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to make up for past sins and mistakes. Personally, but yeah, we we you, won't but you're right to be optimistic. To be casual, <laughs> exactly. You're right to be um, cautious, frustrated, yeah, yeah right. and frustrated. But I think personally, I think our our uh, patience is going to be rewarded. Personally, I I, right. agree, mm-hmm. I agree. Listen, Daniel. Let, let, before we move on to the Beautiful final topic, and, and again, the reason why it's going to be the final topic is because it's such a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what 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 in regards to the floodgates opening up? Uh, they are coming. 2023 is a perfect example of that. I don't think we're going to see a, a, a stout first half and then Microsoft is going to go uh, and hide in the corner for the second half. I, I don't know what the second half looks like. Is it avowed? Potentially. Is it Hellblade? Potentially. I, I don't know what they have in the pipeline, um, but th- we will be getting a lot of games in the second half, I, I believe. Are the floodgates about to open for, for Microsoft and Xbox fans? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you if you look at this graphic that uh, I mean, you dropped it in the chat, but it was it was tweeted out by uh, who is it? Risk it for the biscuit? Yeah, probably someone else as well. I, I'm sure everyone's seen it at this point, where it just lists all the projects that they're working on, and it's like, yeah, I mean, eventually these games are going to start coming out, and it's like so many of them are huge. Like you, you look at basically every one of the 34 teams that. Xbox has is working on multiple games. Then you look over at the ridiculous amount of work that Sarah Bond has apparently been putting in, and there's like yeah. forty uh, second or third party, you know, deals that have been made. Uh, there's the Kojima thing, like, like yeah, these these floodgates are are going to open. It's has it taken too long? Yes, absolutely. Like I would have loved to have seen these games two years ago. I would have loved to have seen these games at the launch of the Series X or even before, right? And so I completely understand why why people are upset about it. I think that it's completely justified to be upset that there are no games coming out this year, right? Like, that's unacceptable. And I feel like Xbox knows that. But, you know, it doesn't change the fact that it's not a good time for them, right? And when Phil Spencer took over, right, he was sitting in a battleship at the bottom of the ocean, right? And Don Matrick basically left him with some spoons to bail that boat out with, yep. right? And he exactly. got to work, right? It, it's taken a lot of time. The The boat it has been bailed out. He brought on somebody like Sarah Bond. He brought on Matt Booty. They grabbed some spoons. They upgraded to some buckets. They've been bailing this thing out for years. And, you know, it's exactly like Umbra said, right? 
up until Phil Spencer took over, Microsoft didn't take Xbox seriously. You watch the Xbox documentary documentary they put out, and they've never really been fully behind Xbox. There's been a small team that was like, we can do this, and they've been able to prove it slowly. And then now, finally, with Phil Spencer, there's full support behind this this system and this this ecosystem. So I understand people being upset that it's like, this is one of the most wealthy companies in the world. Why are they so far behind all these other people? And it's like, because they were playing with both hands tied behind their back. <laughs> like yeah. people poke the sleeping dragon and they spent $80 billion. Like, yeah, the floodgates are going to open. You asked for them to open. Yeah. Nah, I mean, listen, everyone completely knocked this out of the park. I couldn't be more proud to work with these gentlemen, these grown men who came out uh, and, and dropped knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. But, folks, we got to get into the, 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 the next topic. Uh, and I, obviously, if you're still here, we have uh, almost 350 people here. Got to ask that you hit the like button. If you're new and I saw a lot of new faces in here, I don't care whether you're a Sony guy or gal. I don't care if you are a Nintendo guy or gal. Everyone's welcome here. And your opinions are welcome. They may not be the same opinions as ours. Uh, the only way you'll get any righteous smoke from me is if you're trolling. If you're being a troll to be a troll, A, you're going to get blocked, and B, I'm going to call you out by name. I don't normally like to do that, but you know what? Sometimes you need a pow-pow, as my mom would tell me when I was a kid. Uh, and people know what that is, especially if you grew up in the Spanish uh, heritage like I, that I have. <laughs> pow-pows and, and uh, chancletas being thrown at you, that's a real thing. Um, but listen, let's talk RPGs, folks, because... As much as we just talked about Halo and Forza and Gears, which I don't have a problem with, one of the things that seems to have gone or been left off the conversation table is RPGs and who holds the entire deck. It's not Sony. It's not Nintendo. It is Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring up a graphic. And again, this comes the way of Infinite Umber, who posted this. This graphic was from uh, uh, was designed by Xbox News on Twitter at Xbox underscore News. Definitely give them a follow. Um, uh, they follow me. I follow them. They're constantly doing some great work in the community. They put out this graphic. It shows all the current R R RPGs that Microsoft owns that are first party: The Elder Scrolls, World of Warcraft, Fallout. Wasteland, Pentiment, which is coming out this year. And again, not my game, but it's going to be a game for somebody. Starfield, Diablo, Avowed, Outer Worlds 2 from Obsidian, which we know they're working on multiple titles, and Fable. Uh, Amber, Amber, I want you to, to lead this topic because uh, this is something that you, 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 you initiated with your tweet. And I think that this is worthy of a conversation because home of the RPG, or at least Western RPG, Microsoft seems to have that on a wrap. And mind you, most of these, most of the games I read to you have multiple teams working mm -hmm. on other unannounced RPGs, like In Exile, who's working on uh, a, a Unreal Engine for uh, third person or uh, for first person rather uh, new IP. That's an RPG. We know that um, there's been some rumors that um, Obsidian is going to be taking up the, ment the mantle to potentially release a Fallout New Vegas 2. I mean, these are all world-class, top AAA 
developed um, RPGs that are Xbox and PC exclusive. They wanted the Game Pass. How big of a deal is this for Xbox players? It's gigantic, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, you can even see the the feedback and the you know the reactions from people who saw that tweet. And I wasn't even the first person to retweet that. So everybody sees it and they know that it's coming. It's not even a question at this point that Xbox is the home of the, the Western RPG. Uh, I think the only thing that could make them better is if they own uh, Bio, BioWare and, and, and Mass Effect or something. I don't know. But other than that, or maybe CD Projekt Red. So other than that, though, they're untouchable when it comes to that. But I'll, I'll go further than that. They're not only the Western RPG uh, home, in my opinion. I think Xbox is the home of shooters. I think that's unquestionable. Uh, home of racers. Home of racers, the best racer, at least. And, of course, even just the whole thing of multiplayer-focused games, I think Xbox mm-hmm. is the king of all of that. And Strategy I don't, games. Strat- even strategy games. That's a good point, too. So yeah. I think, I think as far as how big it is, I, I think that the fact that you can that they're being the home and if microsoft is as smart as i think they are once they make those things make once they make those games at least um specific only to xbox at least a lot of them now i know they can't do it for everyone but imagine them making diablo the future diablo like diablo 5 exclusive which i believe will be exclusive i I do i do too i think it'll be xbox and pc exclusive and I wouldn't rule out that Diablo 4 becomes an exclusive. Uh, depending on when the deal is done, I am mm. not sure. Well, I think they it already is, made promises for it to come on the PlayStation, though, right? N- not really. Um, they haven't announced the platforms. They just said this oh, time wow. also launching day one on console. Um, it doesn't. They didn't say specifically which platforms. Um, yeah, there may not be any contracts signed for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Hey, that'd be major. It is. And that's, yeah. that's the thing that's so big about it now and going forward with Xbox is that's why I'm so excited for the future because it's undeniable at this point. You can't, it's only so long that Sony fans, for instance, continue, continue going with Xbox has no games. That's, that narrative is dead now. And they know it. That's why they're on that little death tote roll with it now and continue trying to, you know, drown it out. Because if you go to that, that tweet of mine, you have a plenty of PlayStation fanboys who jumped on it and were talking negatively. I had one guy in there saying, I've never played these games. They don't matter to me. Ha, ha, ha. I'll play this. I'm like, imagine laughing at missing out on legendary masterpiece games like Skyrim. Yeah. Silly. Imagine, it, la- it, imagine it's laughing. It's a closed box mentality. Yeah, yep. it is. So at a point, it's going to be unavoidable. You're going to have to have an Xbox. And that's why I'm so happy for the future. Not just because I know mm. that it'll be it'll lead to more, you know, game uh, market share at least for microsoft but the fact that i know that the investment by other people will mean more games and possibly more acquisitions for me and then people might say well why do you want more acquisitions because i am a greedy gamer and i (laughs) and i am selfish and them acquiring more studios means i get those games to come to game pass day and day that's why you'll never talk me out of that i will never feel bad about them acquiring studios it won't happen I am not sorry. But yes, all those great games, Starfield, the Diablos, as Box just pointed out to us, could very well be exclusive. And if so, 2023 is going to be a crazier year than I thought for Microsoft and Xbox. I mean, it's ridiculous, really. And I think really, and boom, the I think the question was also tuned to what are they missing, right? And what do they need? But I, I think I'll let someone else speak on that 
because I think I've spoken enough, but nah, he's a great I think, problem. yeah, just to say, I don't see how you can see that graphic, know, know what's coming up ahead of us at least and not be excited for Xbox. That's the only thing I can say to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty stout list and that's just what we know. Umbra. Uh, let's bring in Boxenberg because I know he's going to have to get out of here because he's got to take care of some family mm-hmm. business. Boxenberger, listen, we we understand and you make absolutely perfect sense for how Microsoft has dropped the ball uh, and you feel that there are some questions. But when you look at uh, uh, the broader appeal of RPGs in gaming, it is not a, it is not a genre that is not looked upon as being, oh, it's just that genre no one cares about. RPG, my favorite genre. Yeah, my, one <laughs> I'm of mine honest. Is, one of mine as well. But though, when you look at that list, uh, yeah. of, and that's what we know, there are a lot of games in development. We just talked about that with fifty plus being in development. Um, w- should Xbox gamers be excited for the future of RPGs, considering that they can be considered the king of shooters, the king of racers, the king of yeah. RTSs now? They can add king of RPGs, to, Western RPGs, to that list. Absolutely, should uh, everyone should be excited for that? Um, look, I, I think Umbra touched on this real quick. What other big AAA RPG, Western RPG uh, developer is out there? It's CD Projekt Red and Bioware. Um, am I missing one? Everything else is now under the roof. Um, of of a microsoft um and that is pretty impressive of course um and yeah i might be a little biased here because i'm really a sucker for these big rpgs um when we had like the um xbox museum at the end of last year you guys remember that my three most played games on the xbox platform were actually the witcher 3 skyrim (laughs) <laughs> and Diablo. Uh, so, yeah, I can't wait for all these um, big RPGs to drop. Um, like Starfield is coming next year. Avowed is going to be massive. Outer Worlds. We have um, In Exile working on a first-person Unreal 5 AAA RPG. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really impressive uh, what is coming. Elder Scrolls Six has already been announced. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think the, the the important thing is though that it's not just uh, RPGs. Uh, that that's what Microsoft wants to be, this platform that that embraces diversity in their lineup. And I uh, think um, Umbra also said that uh, it's it's not just RPGs. That the diversity is what makes this portfolio so exciting, um, because I, there are probably a lot of people that simply don't get into these like hundred hour plus games. Um, there's enough uh, uh, other stuff to play for them. Um, we touched on racers and shooters and strategy games and all these other things. Um, there's barely a genre missing. Um, you could bring up fighters. Um, are probably not there yet, but boom, I think you, one day you will get your dream. Um, maybe, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, there is no, no, no doubt or no denying that Xbox is looking to to have that diversity and what's, what's uh, the dream box what's the what's the dream for for boom was it for boom another realm <laughs> i knew it i knew it oh i, I thought you were talking about his uh his smash brothers game uh, listen no I no no, no. I, I, I have a lot of dreams and that i have a lot he has of two dreams <laughs> uh, i have like i know boom has two dreams it's banjo and it's nether realm so 
um and yeah now uh i think that that's the exciting part um but if you look at like um what has historically been uh, considered as as kind of milestone games um some of those studios are now under the roof of xbox like skyrim is really considered a milestone game we are 11 years later people still playing that people still talking about that game um, that is just super impressive. The Witcher 3 is considered uh, generally uh, as one of the best games ever made. Um, I know it's not under the roof. I'm just saying the genre is is a really yeah, important massive. one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it is exciting, and um, I can't wait for all these games uh, to come out. Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention Fable, by the way. Uh, yeah, which I cannot fantastic. wait. And I'm yeah. very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's going to be big. Uh, like I said, right now, they're, they're they they we've heard they've had some development woes because they're they're not used to that and 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 folks fyi uh you know you you look at horizon you're like well look guerrilla games transition guerrilla games took over six and a half years to make that game if you, hmm. if, 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 so so think about that for a second that didn't that didn't come out in a three-year cycle going from kill zone to horizon they had to learn to make an open world game and they do and they deliver they delivered apps in spades but let's yeah. let, let's let's not forget that that game was in development for well over six years. You know, just, right. just throwing it Absolutely. out. Absolutely, absolutely. So. And um, besides that, uh, I don't think that uh, outside of the well, people that that are looking for a controversy, uh, the game is really in a lull uh, just because there was some talk about downscaling and scoping. Yeah, that um, happens in every game, though, dude. It yeah. happens in every game. The developers even came out <laughs> talked about that. Uh, so I don't think that uh, that uh, that Fable is in any way, shape, or form in trouble. I just think that uh, Playground Games is a studio that is incredibly ambitious, and they are perfectionists, and they don't want to put out a, a game that is just considered good. They want to put out a masterpiece, and that takes time. All facts. Uh, boom, I think you're muted. There you go. Sorry yeah, about boom. that. Yeah. Um, uh, Steel Rain, let's bring you in on the conversation. Uh, Xbox, home of RPGs, on top of everything else that they already have under that umbrella. These are legendary IPs. And plus, on top of what we know is coming, there is a ton that we don't. It, 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 should people of, of that are fans of this genre be, be excited? Oh, now you're on mute. Oh, I... Yeah, of, co- um, of course I'm it... on mute. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be yelling at Boom for being on mute. No, um, <laughs> no, I do definitely think people should be excited for um, the continuation of the RPG just blowing up on Xbox. Because again, uh, like Umber mentioned earlier, uh, Xbox has become known as the shooter box, the dude bro box, um, and also low key have, have been the WRPG box for, for those Western games. Um, the one thing that there's a couple things here, cause I see a lot of people mentioning it in the chat and it's one thing that I do agree with. Um, but before I get into that, the one thing about the RPG space though, is that I do love what Xbox has been doing with bringing more JRPGs or more Japanese based absolutely uh, games to the console also. Yep. And it's, that's due. Cause I was talking to my wife about this the other day. That's due to the popularity of anime and Japanese culture over the last 
six years, honestly, uh, where people have seemingly all the things that people used to get picked on, you know, used to get picked off. Watch, oh, why, why are you watching this cartoon? Who cares about that? Oh, you just watch tentacles porn and whatever. You, that's what all you're watching over there. Um, where people are now coming to realize, like, no, you're watching these people. You watched Dragon Ball Z back in the day, or some might have, but there are more stories that te- that are more in enveloped and have different layers to these different characters that you can connect with. Like Naruto, for an example, is now seemingly getting all the attention that it should have gotten probably ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But sometimes things have to age, like fine wine, right? So with that. I'm glad to see that the rumors of Phil and Sarah going to Japan or going into that Eastern market to really have those conversations with those devs and to show them that, hey, we care about this market. I know it doesn't seem like our players may buy your games often or whatever the case may be, but we want you to know that we are heavily invested. Like you saw with Scarlet Nexus, for an example, I'll just use that because that's a game that I bought day one, but it ended up coming into Game Pass six months later and it blew up and got more attention to the point to where the dev was like, oh, well, we're, we're probably, we're working on the second game. So yeah. when you get into situations like that, that's the ideal thing to happen. Um, now, I know part of the conversation too was like, what other style of games would I like to see? And a lot of people have been mentioning in the chat, it is going to be fighting games, um, yes. whether it is Killer Instinct or yes. whether it's Mortal Kombat or whether it's where we got just got the rumors from, unfortunately, the Bandai leak of uh, somebody was able to get into the data files and they put out a list of games that are supposedly Napco, Bandai Napco is supposed to be releasing within the next couple of years. They had Armor Core on that list, but they also had Tekken 8 listed yep. to be released next year. And... The biggest issue with fighting games currently, and I don't understand why Sony doesn't see this, is that fighting games unfortunately have become more niche than a lot of other genres today. They continue, they continue to get more niche. Exactly, and yeah. that is extremely unfortunate because yeah. the one of the main reasons why I loved PlayStation back in the day, and one of the biggest reasons I'm, st- I'm a gamer today is because of fighting games. I sat with hours with my friends on the couch, whooping up on each other, talking mad smack. That's where my competition came from. That's why I love multiplayer games on any level because of that. It's that friendly competition, being with a kid, a buddy, like, damn, man, I just, I just whooped up on you. And then you see your, your friend actually start to get better because you get tired of getting smack talked, right? So it forces <laughs> you to get better. Um, fighting games has been missing that. One, two, because of the net code and everything that goes into fighting games, because everything is online, not everybody's couch co-op now, there's more involved and not everybody's taking that serious. So that's hit, put a negative hit on fighting games also. So you have multiple bad tastes in people's mouth to where they just don't play them like they used to. Like Guilty Gear Strive, for an example, one of the, Guilty Gear is one of the best um, fighting games that's out. Let me tell and you it's something, not CEO. The traction it used to. I I remember bringing. I used to import stuff. Like Love I had the play, I had the PlayStation One months before it came to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I will never forget the day that I brought home Guilty Gear, <sighs> that was exclusive to PlayStation at the time. Life changed because I'm a fighting game guy. Like uh, yeah. I, like my favorite console to this date for fighters is still the Dreamcast. 
Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, still, still. I mean, I, I have the dream power cast. stone, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> power stone was ridiculous, but yeah. Please continue. I, uh, I'd have to go with probably PlayStation Two. Boom. But that's probably mainly because of Dragon Ball. I'm not gonna lie to you. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi Three is the oh. best fighting game in existence. There's and let me no ask you. Now, boom! <laughs> I heard you mention PS One. Did you have Battle Arena Toshinden though? They Ooh. they released. I I I of course. I, of course the the, um, the <laughs> okay. games that I got with the PlayStation One on on import was Tekken, Battle Arena Toshinden, uh, Ridge Racer, I think, came out a week after it. Uh, I got Kalik the Blood, if you remember that. That was all in I Japanese, like a first-person yeah. uh, game. Yeah, that was... that was, that was was uh, Battle Arena Toshinden was epic. I loved it. Loved it. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, I see some people talking about it, and it's like... Um, you know, some because I see people with their with uh, within the fighting game community, for an example, say that oh, you know, I, people saying that the game is niche and it's not niche, and it's like. I don't know. I don't know what world you're living in, but if you look at the last 20 years, Tekken is not is not getting pulling the same attention that it used to. Nah, uh, it's not nah. getting the same sales, and that's one of the better ones. Soul Calibur is not getting the attention that it used to. What Mortal Kombat? It is somewhat, but even that, when you go to play Mortal Kombat online, it's not always the greatest experience. Now, I could be also speaking out of ignorance since I haven't played Mortal Kombat 11 in two years at this point now, almost. But when you have issues like that, it is a major turnoff for a lot of people because you don't have that same experience where you have people just coming over all the time where it was like an immediate thing. Hey, come over, pop it in. We're getting to it for hours. Now it's like if... I'm having a bad connection with somebody online. That's that's not going to make me want to play the game more. Um, and, and that's what you kind of have to live off of unless you're just going to play against the computer all day, which for some people, that's that's enough. Um, but I just don't think that's the main reason because people like to get better at those games. They go to the competitions. There's an overall point to all that. So that's one of the main aspects I do want to see Xbox kind of double down on, especially with Game Pass, because the one thing that Horizon 5 if anything has proven to me is that if you put a game in game pass and it's of, of a decent quality, a good quality, people will at least try it. And if they get hooked to it before, you know, you have a phenomenon on your hand and they'll determine it, tournament, tournament spark from that major other things to spark from that. Um, and you just goes up oh, down the hill from there. So good stuff. Listen, let's get uh, Daniel and then we'll get Josh and we'll get everyone out of here. Daniel, listen, the future we know is bright for games specifically though. RPGs seem to be a genre, just based on the list that I put out there, that Microsoft has on lock. And they're, they are world-renowned. Uh, and again, this is, this is obviously uh, pressing on the fact that the ABK deal is going to go through, and it looks like it is. Yeah. This is going to be a big deal for them when it does. What are your thoughts on Western RPG market being cornered by Microsoft? Yeah, so, I mean... As far as so okay, as far as any one platform holder goes, Xbox is very clearly the like the king of the Western RPG. I don't think there's any doubting that, right? And it's it's sort yeah. of that thing where uh, I didn't really I didn't used to be like a like really a huge Xbox fan. Like I, I was a PS2 kid for the longest time. Yep. I actually didn't buy a, a 360 until well until probably about a year after Fallout 3 came out because I saw my friend playing it and I was like I gotta play that. You know, it's that it's that situation where it's like, like I didn't buy this World of Warcraft flag when they bought Activision, right? Like I, I'm a WoW fan. I didn't buy these Fallout figures when they bought Bethesda. I was a Bethesda fan already. You know what I mean? Like they, 
they've been making these choices to bring in communities that already exist. And that's really, really intelligent. Uh, the, the other side of it, right, is that, you know, there are still a lot of Western RPG studios out there that are are not owned by by Microsoft. We talked about Bioware. We talked about CD Projekt Red. There's also like Larian, right? Like there's there's a ton that are out there, and I think that it's important to have that separation. You know, I I got in trouble on one of my videos because uh, I was like, oh, Xbox doesn't really need EA, and people got really upset at me for some reason, and uh, and I, my argument was that it was like, you don't need these you don't need dirt and and need for speed if you have forza right like you have that covered you don't need you don't need more of that there's other markets that you can get into right like you don't necessarily need bioware if bioware is even still bioware at this point um if you already have bethesda and obsidian like you you like you've got that covered right so i don't think that they necessarily need to like corner the market on any one genre as long as they have a good showing in the majority of genres and uh, like we've talked about, like JRPGs is clearly a failure in that department, right? Like they need to have more presence in Japan and they know that they've been taking steps to do that. Fighting games, probably another big category that they could use some help in. Um, PlayStation clearly uh, has more of an understanding about what the draw of a fighting game is, right? Being that they, they bought Evo, they had Street Fighter exclusive, right? Like they understand that fighting games are a market, right? I don't care about fighting games because I'm not really a competitive person when it comes to video games like i go to video games to relax i don't need to like be fighting for my life you know <laughs> uh so it's just it ain't, it's not for me uh and then of course you have to get into the the conversation about how like wasn't it like two evos ago that was like really problematic there was like pedophilia and like really gross things happening in that yeah community. absolutely fixing that situation you know we want to talk about uh, Xbox having their hands full fixing Activision, and they do. Uh, PlayStation's going to have their hands full with Evo as well, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, it, it is the situation where it's like, as far as Western RPGs go, they are going to be the house for that because it, it basically all these other major studios, CD Project Red, Bioware, they're probably not going to be bought by a platform holder anytime soon. I just, I don't see CDPR getting bought by PlayStation and I don't think they can afford EA. So that's unlikely, you know, so they've been just making these really smart moves to bring in the right teams. Uh, and so for somebody like me or like Box said, uh, him who are big RPG fans have always been big RPG fans. It's sort of this situation where it's like, even if you weren't really an Xbox fan before, when, uh, when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out and it's not on PlayStation, you're going to be playing it on an Xbox. Like, you're not going to not play Elder Scrolls 6. Yep, I agree. It's They've just been making a lot of really smart choices in that category. No, I mean, good stuff. And Josh, close it out, brother. Home of RPGs for Xbox. And like I said, as you can see, they're closing in on a circle. They're, well, they're closing the circle, I should say. Like I said, they they have great shooters. They have great racers. They have great FPS games. Call of Duty is going to be coming, become first party. There's a lot lining. The stars are aligning for Xbox. But specifically, their dominance in the Western RPG market cannot be denied. And Daniel actually just made an amazing point. When Elder Scrolls 6 or Fallout whatever comes out, let's say Fallout New Vegas 2 is the next one. If you don't have an Xbox or a PC, you're not playing that game. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to go out and you're going to buy a PC or 
you're going to get an Xbox to play that game. Same thing with the Elder Scrolls. Talk about system seller. Yeah. These are true system sellers. Yeah. yeah right, right there. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are your thoughts on them cornering the market of the Western RPGs? It's business, right? It's yep. business. That's yep. that's that's what it boils down to. Like they're they're making the plays, they're making the moves, and uh, you know if if you're a Nintendo fan, you've got you've got all the JRPGs you want. You know you're eating you're eating well over there. You got Xenoblade Three coming out, but I mean, come next year, even once once Starfield drops and everything, you guys were mentioning Fable. There's uh, the, the Xbox community will be will be feasting. And that's I mean, it's look, I'm not I'm not like on the fence, like or I'm on the on the team that's like, hey, everything should be exclusive and, you know, whatever, like, but it is what it is. So like it's it, it's it's Microsoft making those big plays that uh, it, it's plays like this. That's going to push that's going to push Sony. And this is what we want as gamers. Right. Because it's it's. They either gotta. They either gotta. Great point. Put yeah. out some new, you know, something new to compete to 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 get some more, you know, Western style RPGs. And I know, I mean, you know, I haven't spent much time with like with with Horizon or anything like that. I don't. I'm sure there's RPG elements to it, right? That's the that's the that's always all these games nowadays. You know, third person action adventure with RPG elements. You know, so. Uh, but again, other than other than EA, like was mentioned, where you've got you've got like Mass Effect and stuff like that, yeah, you're you're pretty much if you if you are a Western RPG fan, you better you better have Game Pass. Depending on how well they get cloud going and everything like that, maybe you know we always say buy a PC or an Xbox, but it could be buy a Samsung TV or the Puck or whatever Indeed. that's coming out. Yeah, too. so that that is that is still an option as well, and it's just again adds to the overall value of of Game Pass and that that's a good thing it absolutely does but listen ladies and gentlemen that is your two-hour xbox factor podcast for this tuesday uh i want to thank everyone we had over 350 people here which is awesome to see a lot of new faces and again listen if you're enjoying the banter and you even if you're not a huge xbox guy or gal you're still welcome here i ask that you subscribe because you know i do this four days four days a week Mondays, Tuesdays. No, I keep saying Mondays. Ava Maria. We no longer do primetime on Mondays. I do four live shows a week. This particular week, folks, just to give everyone a head up before we get everyone out of here with the outros, you're getting, you got your new Xbox Factor podcast. Tomorrow evening, you're going to get your new episode of primetime gaming, and that's going to be it for the rest of the week. Uh, there's not going to be a new Breakfast with Boom on Friday morning, and there's not going to be a new X Vlog on Thursday. Um, because Mrs. Boom is on vacation. We're going to go out and do some day stuff. We're going to do some day trips, you know, do a couple of hikes, spend some time with each other. And next week, will we get back to our scheduled or regular scheduled four live shows per week? But what a, what a great way to start your Tuesday here in New York. It's hot as hell and we're inside and enjoying the banter. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let's get everyone out of here. We'll start first with our very special guest, Steel Rain, who is not really a guest at this point. He's really just <laughs> part of the panel. He has the key to the front door and the kingdom. Steel Rain, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out you and Pong each and every week on Living Split Screen and where they can reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media. 
Well, look, boom. First, I always got to lead off by saying I just want to thank you for just <laughs> continuing to welcome me in through the back door, front door, whichever door I got the key to. I can't ever decide because I lose one and I got to find the other one. But um, <laughs> I do greatly appreciate it. And again, to be on a panel with so many fantastic gentlemen who come from their own perspectives, that's something that I just... I hold so much belief and faith in that, ladies and gentlemen, stand on what you believe in so we can have those interesting conversations so that we can come together, as I like to say, in an RTS fashion, pulling ourselves out of the world, going to the darker crevices of the map, pulling our resources together, and just building up in a fantastic community. For me, you can find me Steel Rain, I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven, anywhere that has a search bar. Um, if you favor Twitter, look for me there, Facebook, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, whatever it may be, find me, let's chop it up, let's talk about some games, uh, let's get some gaming in, man. Um, other than that, as Boom stated, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, you can catch me and my brother from another Pong Soul on a non-console-centric platform known as Living Split Screen. Again, where we just talk about everything that's going on with the gaming industry, uh, put our own little personal flair on it, and just give you that live, raw, and uncut authenticity gaming passion to continue to fuel that golden age of gaming that we are in. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate you all. Yeah, thank you very much. Real quick, three super chats that I would have missed if it wasn't for Danny Passion Official. Drawn TJ drops an additional two dollars super chat and says modders can add new cars to Forza. Yeah, I mean, in, in a for, in yeah. a way that they already do that with the paint jobs. So mm -hmm. I don't think they really need a modding community for Forza. Though I would not say no to it. Danny Passion Official drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, "Who is this guy? Facts, facts, fire, and more facts." <laughs> Uh, of course, and, and last but no way least, you. What's going on, brother? He drops an outstanding, very generous two-pound super chat and says, which first-party JRPG studio does PlayStation have? Well, I mean... I already answered him, boom. Yeah, oh, you did already. It's okay, called, so. It's called Money Hat. It's, well, <laughs> it, it is called Money Hat. Until they, until that's they their exclusive buy. Uh, that's their exclusive studio. Yes. Until they actually buy Square Enix, which I think they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, but that will not happen this Absolutely. year because they're under investigation from the FTC for Bungie. So you can't see them making a move until Square Enix next year, I, at least I think. But uh, Infinite Umbra, let's get you on out of here. You got to sell your brand, brother. We, you got to tell everyone where they can check out the Xbox Infinite podcast and your incredible castmates that are there, led by, of course, Risk It for the Biscuit. Doom Cutie, and who is the fourth person? Jedi Knight Peter. Jedi Ooh, Knight Peter, yes, who sir. I saw in the chat. And Jedi Knight Peter, I'm going to get you on this program as well. Uh, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out this show. Now, again, folks, boomstick hashtag approved, meaning that I sanction this show because there's no, there's, there, there's no finger pointing. There, there is no community nonsense that we see so many other channels that have built their programs on hate. They talk facts. They talk about gaming. They have fun while they're doing it. And it's a program I think that you should definitely check out each and every week. Sell your brand, brother. Talk about it. Thank you, Boom. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I want to give you love, too, for appearing on the podcast with us. And, of course, Kay. I try to get uh, Steel Rain, but he, it conflicted <laughs> with his, too. Yeah. yeah and I got I to gotta bring all your other guys on there if you would be willing to come through, too. So, yes, yeah, hosted by Risk It for the Biscuit, uh, <clears throat> who, by the way, 
unfortunately, him and his family had uh, come down with the the big C. Uh, I don't want to fade out here and get any strikes. Players. Yeah, but I think they're doing okay overall. So yeah, they hopefully yeah. they'll be over that pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you guys can catch us on Fridays eight eight o'clock Eastern <clears throat> um, on under Risk's channel uh, for the Xbox Infinite podcast. And uh, I just want to thank uh, you guys all for having a great discussion today. And boom, of course, for you, you know, being so gracious to bring me into this, brother, I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, I did want to end off on this on my tried and true quote that uh, everybody knows. Remember, be nice. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Oh no, that's Colt. That's Colt Eastwood. Oops, <laughs> trademarked. Yeah, that's Colt. No, no, I gotta, I gotta work on on a on a sign off. I, I'll figure <laughs> it out. No, but yeah, seriously though, thank you all for being here, and thank you all in the chat for coming through and for the support, and just for really just spitting your knowledge and your and your thoughts too. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, the, the chat is what makes the show. If we don't have a chat, we don't have a show. We be talking to ourselves. Uh, Boxenberger, say your brand, brother. Tell everyone about your incredible YouTube channel, your new video you just dropped yesterday, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yes. Um, I you're, you're on mute. You're uh, muted. Oh, I figured I feel good. Uh, there, there you go. go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Spoon's not the only one. Yes. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, no, I just was just about to say uh, I really appreciate the invite again. Uh, I missed you guys the last two weeks. It's always awesome to hang out here with the panel and, of course, the awesome community in chat and just talk games. So um, I'm very grateful to be here each and every week. So, yeah, thanks for that. And yeah, you said I just dropped the video. That's true. Yesterday, I uh, uploaded a video on the Xbox uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition. And uh, there were some big steps made, especially outside of the US, uh, because uh, it's, it's not just the FTC that has to approve the deal. And uh, there were some big steps made. So definitely check that out. Um, and you can find the channel everywhere on the Boxenberger. Um, easy to find. And yeah, I can't wait to be back here next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone they can check out your 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 shows on YouTube. Where can they reach out to you and, and strike up a conversation on social media? But more importantly, your content, very mm -hmm. thought-provoking and very intriguing. Sometimes they're videos that are eight minutes. Sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes they're, they're an hour. Minutes. But let me tell you something. <laughs> It's a well-produced hour because he does not go into this half-cocked in any way. He does break down a lot of big information, and he does deliver. Sell your brand, bro. Right. So you can find me on social media at Daniel J. McG. That's M-C-G for the McG. I've been told people are having trouble spelling it. It's just like that guy who used to do the music, music videos that nobody knows about anymore. It's that guy. Um, but also my last name. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube just at Daniel McG. Again, Daniel MCG. Uh, right now I'm working on a video. I'm actually recording right after this about the uh, just sort of licensed IP that I think it would be really cool for. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Up, one of my favorite subjects. Them with specific studios. Uh, and then after that, uh, probably sometime next week, uh, we're working on a video about predicting God of War Ragnarok. Uh, and <laughs> like, like Boom said, I, I like to do my research. I've got my, uh, mythology encyclopedia. I'm a mythology mm. buff. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping to, <laughs> to find some secrets. I'm going to comb through those, those trailers and, uh, find every, every hint that they thought they were hiding. <laughs> mm. 
Nice, nice. We'll look definitely look forward to that, especially when you put the work in. And no, and and, and last but in no way least, you know him as TikTok Josh, the hundred hundred man Mario Kart driver. Listen, you do a lot. You do a lot of work on this community, specifically on TikTok. And like I said, yes, he does run. I don't know how he does it. Hundred man races when it comes to Mario Kart. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out here, there, and everywhere. And more importantly, reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media. Absolutely. So glad to be here. Love chatting with you guys, as always. Uh, the Xbox Now podcast is back up and running. Uh, new video just went out today on YouTube as well nice. as on all of your audio platforms. Uh, Halo Infinite podcast is still going strong. We don't really know what the hell to talk about every week at this point, but we uh, we're you know we're we're sticking with it. And this week is community game night, so if you nice. want to laugh, if you want to jump in our live stream with us, just head on over to uh, the Halo Infinite podcast YouTube channel, and, uh, and then we have a Discord as well. So um, I'm also N64 Josh everywhere. I host the Nintendo Powercast, and uh, yeah, lots of lots of uh, community games taking place on uh my tiktok and my twitch everything's n64 josh love connecting with people love community love talking games and uh so like i said so glad to be here yeah well it's great to have you ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for spending your tuesday afternoon with us i want to say a big thank you to all the super chats that, can, that have come in especially the big bomb of a hundred dollars from drawing tj thank you for the generosity and of course uh we will be doing the 400 dollar giveaway not this Friday, the following Friday in July. It's our it's Mrs. Boom's Christmas in July program. Four hundred dollars, eight fifty dollar gift cards of your choice. You want to buy? You want a gift card to PlayStation, PSN? You got it. If you win, if you want it for Xbox or a Nintendo eShop, you get it. Uh, and all you got to do is be in the chat, be in the live chat. We let the picker do the picking. And yes, we will honor our international guests. That's right, folks. If you win and you're outside of the United States, don't sweat it because we will send you the money equivalent of $50 to your uh, denomination for whatever country you're in. And we will pay the transfer fees if need be. So don't sweat it. If you support the channel with your views, we will make sure that if you win, you will get your prize. But ladies and gentlemen, that is your Xbox Factor podcast. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. If you're already here, hit the like button. And of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day will be important to you. And that's something that my father taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.